You guys want to hear a, a, a wild fact? <sighs> Does it have to do with the Dimstale Dimodome? No. Okay, I don't want to hear it then. <laughs> there are enough chickens in the world for every oh human being on the planet. <laughs> but just wait, just wait. There's enough chickens in the world currently for every human being on the planet to have three full chickens to themselves. Isn't that fucking crazy? <laughs> Isn't that nuts? Where the fuck did you learn this? Uh, I watched Holy Chicken this morning. <laughs> what is... What is, what holy, is chicken? holy Chicken? Uh, it's the sequel to Super Size Me. What? Wait, what? Yeah, it's Super Size Me 2, the sequel, Holy Chicken. It's on uh, YouTube for free with ads. You're making this shit up. I'm looking that shit up right the fuck now. It's there, I promise. How are you telling me that there are currently 23 billion chickens <laughs> in the world? There are. I don't believe you. I mean, Chicken, I believe chickens you. Chickens are the most farmed, are the most farmed raised animal in like in existence. I understand that, but that's a lot of chickens. It is a lot that of chickens. A lot of fucking. Think food. about how hard chip, chickens, how hard and how often chickens reproduce. I thought they just laid eggs. I mean, yeah, that's still reproducing. They're constantly fucking. They're are like they? rabbits. They're like the rabbits of birds. So would that also mean there are like 23 million cocks out there? Yeah. Yep. Even though they don't actually have sex. I don't think they have sex. Me and Josh went over this the other day, actually. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, cloacas. Yep. They just stick a little rod in there and they're like... And they call it a day. Oh, God. They go... Can we restart this? I don't like how this one got off. (laughs) These sweet tarts hitting different right now. God damn. Sweet tarts, bro. Yeah. I do so the other day. Mm -hmm. I, uh... It was uh, Sunday? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Kayla had to go take care of some shit. And Dylan was like, um... I got to do the litter boxes, but there's no litter, blah, blah, blah. So I went to go get litter. And then I was in Kroger, and I was like, Oh, shit. Look at this. Tons of fucking holiday candy on sale. Hell yeah. Might as well get some. And so the sweet tarts I got were skull and bones. Mm. And they, they're fucking fire. All right. Everyone's everyone's top three candy. Go. I don't uh, eat candy. I fucking hate it. You're such a shit bird. Why? What? I do not eat candy. Like Why? that's such a waste of calories. See, so, oh, dude, get the fuck out of here. And that is, and I don't, oh, actually, I just, I don't think I actually have a candy. I truly just love. I never, fun have. fact, candies are the only sweet foods that I eat. I don't like, I sweet really personally yeah, I don't, like don't believe you. And I want to call you out the next time that I, no, I'm <laughs> like a little Debbie or something. No, I really, I don't like sweets. Like, I, I don't, don't eat, like, you don't I, like ice cream? Nope. I mean, like, it's okay. Insane person. It's okay. I just, I don't like overly sweet food. Like, I don't, I don't eat ice. I'll eat it every now and then. Like, I have to really be in the fucking mood for it. But, like, I hate cupcakes. I hate cake. I think cake is fucking gross. Well, cupcake is just a mini cake in the first place. So, pretty much. They're the same fucking thing. What about pie? Uh, It depends on the pie. I'll eat an apple pie, but that's about it. Oh, apple pie. How do you eat apple pie without ice cream? I, because I don't like ice cream, so I don't eat it with it. 
Oh, you're such a fucking bad person. I just get a tall glass of motherfucking whole milk with that bitch. Why are you so wrong about every fucking thing that you have an opinion on? <laughs> Maybe, I mean, have you ever thought about it to you that might be wrong? Nope, I am 100% correct in all my opinions. Josh sir. has never admitted his wrongdoings ever, ever. Uh, what, what is this? What is this nonsense? Are you hopping in on the tiny Dylan train? <laughs> all i'm saying is that candy sucks well you're allowed to be wrong yeah that's um, your default answer for everything no well yeah because you're, you're just wrong you're objectively wrong candy wrong. is great and josh what the f- <laughs> <laughs> josh i have i have a serious question hang on hang on hang on but like but fun. here's here's the thing top three candies all time uh, I'm going to go with Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, specifically Fire. the Big Cups, yeah. because they have a better peanut butter to chocolate ratio. Facts. Number two is 100% Sweet Tarts. I fucking love Sweet Tarts. <laughs> and number three, I'm going to go with the illustrious Trolley Sour Bright Worms. I mean, they're all right. I don't even like candy, and I feel like you just disappointed someone. (laughs) I I love them shits. I'm sorry. No, I mean, they're good. I I don't really, I don't like gummies. I have like a weird thing with gummies. Mm, That's Uh, fair. The texture, I don't really fuck with them. My brother is actually allergic to like gummies and gelatin and shit, so he can't even have any of that. Oh, he's also allergic to beef, thanks to a tick. Oh, shit. What the fuck? (laughs) Yep. Dude, my, my top three candies are. Oh, okay. Fucking sour skittles. Time is over. Fuck up some sour skittles, bro. Sour skittles are good. I will tear up a bag of sour skittles. Um, You're saying all this, and I just feel my body degrading, <laughs> decomposing. <laughs> Loki tricks, or not tricks? Say Loki twix. like the yeah. God? Tricks are a fucking cereal, bro. <laughs> Whoa! Twix. I didn't even twix. pick up on the tri- oh Twix. Okay, well wow. I'll uh, fuck up some Twix. I don't even like caramel that much, but Twix yeah, are fire. Yeah, I fuck with some Twix. And then my last one is probably the cookies and cream uh, Hershey bars. Smack. Oh, those shits are good, too. Smack. So fucking good. I am okay with that. But also, so my top three candies, if I had to sit and think about it. <laughs> <laughs> he wants off this topic so bad. Very quickly. <laughs> We're going back. So I kind of do like Twix. Like, those are okay. Yeah, Twix are good. They're yeah, good. Twix are pretty damn good. And there's another one. I'm not going to lie. Kit Kats are pretty good. No, 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 sir. Oh, no. You said sweet tarts? You said sweet tarts. Yeah, I'm sorry. I like sour shit. Actually, it's not sour. 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 It's like sour sour for some pussy shit. What the (laughs) fuck? There is a a bang that tastes like sweet tarts and it's bang. I'm not going to lie. Powell right in the kisser. What did I eat for? What I eat for breakfast? A bang. bang. What I have for lunch? A bang. What I have for dinner? A felony. Oh, I, I really thought you were just describing my everyday life because you're pretty spot on. Hello, everyone. 
I was hoping that that was fucking as funny as I thought it would be in my head, but uh, I guess not. <laughs> You're going to have to start giving us like a fucking headphone warning at least. No, sir. No, sir. No warning. Anyway, welcome. Welcome one and all. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Hunting Pixels, the official video game podcast of Culture Bop. We've got a great two commas here, apparently, because I can't type or Dylan added that, and he's a piece of shit. Wait, what? If somewhat unorthodox episode for you today, uh, due to some technical issues that were out of our control, uh, Georgia Power, <coughs> uh, we didn't really get a chance to really pontificate on our weekly topic, uh, as we usually would throughout the week. Uh, so... What we've decided to do is forego that topic and just go really in depth with what we've been doing, what we've been playing, and some rather disheartening news for a bunch of gamers, um, and just kind of kind of have a chill show with you guys today. So, with all of that said, I am your host, the one and only Bebop Man, Josh McMullen, and I am joined, as always, by my two co-hosts, Dylan, the Powers Out, Martin, and Austin. Come on, Georgia Power Stevens. I'll, hello, f- hello, fellas. All right. <laughs> so I did you a favor at the start of this because I added this comma right here, and then I added this comma right here. I did not add the second comma. So no, I there was a second comma. I did not do that. I feel like that was not me. I hmm. I just added this comma too. It wasn't me. Okay. I know it wasn't you. You'd have to have a basic grasp of the English language to know that. <laughs> wow. We, we all know you can't read, Austin. Don't even play. Look, just because I've only read like a tops of two books in my life doesn't mean I don't know how to read. You don't even go outside. I just like to wait for the movie. What's so bad about that? What's so bad about waiting for the movie? Unless you're Percy Jackson fans, because if so, the movie's digital, baby. Uh... No, they did do dirty. Those movies are fucking terrible. Shut up. No, I've never seen those movies. I was trying to say film. whether or not uh, Harry Potter is a bad representation of that series, but no, they're I just pretty, think Harry they're pretty good. Bad. Oh my! What? Fucking... Yeah, not. A Why fan. do you have not a fan such bad opinions about everything? I'm sorry. I think it's dumb. Sorry, God, <laughs> you're a terrible human being. I know. My wife tells me that every morning. Does Listen, your wife you... like Harry Potter? Oh no, she also thinks it's fucking stupid. All right, well, both. Mm. Uh, if you both got hit in the face with shovels so hard that your brains exploded at the back of your skulls, I wouldn't be upset. Jesus. <laughs> no, I think you would, because then Kayla would probably end up with both of the kids. So then that's your responsibility. Oh, yeah. Uh, never mind. Yeah, I don't want that to happen to either of you guys. <laughs> Just kidding. I think Caleb, I, I actually think legally Caleb is their godfather. So I think he would get them. Oh, good, good. 90% sure. I don't know. It sure would be some shit if I had Harry Potter shit tattooed on my arm. Yeah, that would be such a shame. That would be (laughs) such a shame. So I'm Uh, going to be honest. I'm going to be real. I've only seen the first movie. I've never seen past that, but I still didn't. Read such a horrible person. Fucking books. Read the books. (laughs) Those books are way too long for me to do. No, they are not. I do not have the time. Can you read only at a third grade level? Actually, when I was in third grade, I read at a ninth grade level, sir. I was in the (laughs) class. So you can fuck off. I just didn't want to do it. (laughs) 
when I was a freshman in high school, I literally was like, I was taking like, a, what was it? The, I was taking like a substitute class for literature and it was like 11th and 12th grade like curriculum when I was a freshman. Damn. But can then I, I, can I just blow your show. fucking mind and I shit you not, this is the truth. I'm not pulling this out of my penis hole. When I was oh, at a, when I was in, I remember being in the computer lab when I was in third grade and we were having to do our reading evaluations and shit like that. Yeah. And every, I went last. I don't fucking know why. That's just how my life has gone. But I was reading the <laughs> shit and the woman, Miss Maddox, shout out to you if you're not dead, um, kept, like, we kept dead. reading and shit <laughs> and she kept giving me other books and I didn't understand why. <clears throat> So long story short, she told me then and there, and she called in some other teachers in third grade. I was at a college reading level. Huh? Wow. So you, okay. Well, I, I said something. So fast cool forward to now and I am an English you are tutor. Me. Yes. I'm an English tutor now. Really? So, yes, I do. I have a plaque on my wall for the adult education center from Well, Jackson in the third grade, I had County. a PhD. So fuck the both of you. <laughs> okay. Now you're ruining it. <laughs> I had Listen. an accomplishment. Speaking of having PhDs, I should have a PhD in horror movies because I, I (laughs) guys, have been watching. Well, I haven't been watching all of them, but uh, I have been trying to go back through the final, the third. Final the thirteenth. Yep, that's can't have a PhD if you can't say the fucking name. Yeah, Friday the thirteenth series. I'm sorry. And wait, all of them. Uh, well, so specifically, I've only watched four and six, which are coincidentally the two things that I'll be talking about tonight. Um, but the plan is for us to go through and watch all of them, uh, cause Dylan's never seen any of them. So, um, but yeah, so Friday the 13th part four, the final chapter or Friday the 13th, the final chapter or Friday the 13th part four, depending on who you talk to. Uh, came out in 1984, was directed by Joseph Zito, and For My Money is the best Friday the 13th movie. Uh, well, let me let me rephrase that. Is the best representation of Friday the 13th as a horror flick, as a slasher movie. Um, so the thing that I like about this movie in particular is that it really so it immediately takes place after the events of part three, which actually is kind of funny because the timeline really starts to get really, really fucky because I don't think it's explicitly stated when the first one takes place, but the second one takes place five years later. And then, um, let's see. So the second one takes place five years later. The third one actually takes place a year or not a year, a day. God damn, I'm fucked all kinds up. (laughs) Takes place the next day after part two. And then Friday the 13th part four takes place the next day after part uh, three. But when you get to like part uh, I think it's like part seven or something like that. The timeline is so fucky that like you genuinely have no p- idea where the fuck you are because it's technically supposed to play take place in like, uh, like 2001, but like 
it doesn't make sense. Uh, I'm I'm going on a long diatribe. It doesn't actually have anything to do with the movie. <laughs> anyway, uh, but the reason that I wanted to bring that up is because there's a there's a uh, thing in this movie specifically where one of the characters is like, yeah, I'm searching for my dead sister. She got killed by Jason. Blah blah blah, and it looks like this guy like he's been collecting like newspaper clippings and shit like that. And it looks like he's been hunting Jason for like years, but his sister is someone who died in, um, chapter two. So like she just died two days ago and you have newspaper clippings and you've been hunting Jason for like forever. Like that doesn't track bro. Anyway, uh, so the thing I like about this movie is that it is very deliberately paced and has like a bunch of characters that you kind of get to know. And like, uh, even if you don't love them, you at least like care whether or not they die sort of thing, which is not something you can say about a lot of the characters in the series. And it's also the introduction of, uh, Tommy Jarvis who will appear in the next three movies or well, not the next three, the next two movies as well. And it's kind of known as like the hero of the Friday, the 13th franchise. Uh, it's got some really great performances and some really like, I think really stellar, like kill sequences. Uh, they're probably not the best in the franchise, but like they are like really, really high up there. And yeah, I just think it's a lot of fun. It's a really fun movie. Hell yeah. I have seen the very first one. I have also seen I, the first one. Yep, and then I saw like the remake that they did. And that was I, didn't okay. even, I didn't even watch that. So, uh, I'm sure you guys are aware, but Jason doesn't actually show up until the second movie. Right. And then, um, I don't know, man. Like, so... I think that a lot of these movies through the first probably like six or so are pretty decent. Like I think, I think part six is like the best movie movie. And then Friday the 13th is like the best Friday the 13th movie, if that makes any sense. And then I kind of like two, I think two is pretty good. I think five is actually really underrated, but I kind of find one and three to be really fucking boring and really obnoxious. And everyone will tell you that like, you know, three is the first one where Jason gets the hockey's mask. So like people really like that one. And one is like the one that started it all. And like people will swear up and down that it's the best one. And I just do not think so at all. I think that movie is boring as fuck. (laughs) Jesus. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, that's oh, Friday yeah. the 13th, the final chapter. So why don't you tell me, Austin, about My Hero Academia? Ooh. Uh, so <clears throat> Josh was actually at my house the, uh, uh, fuck, I don't know, a couple days uh, ago. I think, I think we watched it. Um, I think we watched it Friday night. Yeah, I think so, because Saturday we watched Trick or Treat. Yes. So yeah. Friday night we watched the new My Hero movie. Um, I can't remember what the movie's called. Uh, I think it's called uh, Heroes Two Heroes. No, Two Heroes was the first one. Oh, I think okay. Heroes Rising was the new one. And that was probably the most wholesome anime movie I've ever fucking watched. I, My Hero does a really good job at having its serious moments while not taking itself too seriously at the same time, if that kind of makes sense. 
Mm. Like they have their dark and sad moments, but even in the dark and sad moments, there's always somebody making a really out of place, like out of context joke. And it usually is fucking hilarious. Um, but the show itself is the aside from the movie that I've been I've been rewatching the show. Um, that's the only manga that I've been actively keeping up with. And uh, it's really fucking good. It's pretty much sky high. The anime, if you want to fucking look at it like that, because it's the exact same fucking concept. But um, it's really good. It's really wholesome. It's really sweet. And I uh, should check it out if you like anime. I don't really know what else to say about it. I mean, it's a it's a typical shonen anime. They're they're all yeah. they're all the fucking same, just with different concepts. But even then, it is the very very tropey. Yeah, it is. It is very tropey. Every every fight with the main character, he's always getting his ass beat for like two or three episodes, and then the power of friendship gives him that one little boost <laughs> that he fucking needs. He's like, oh my friends, and it's, it's fucking shown in anime, dude. He doesn't have a dad, which is another typical shown in anime trope. Yeah, but it's good. The movie was really good. Uh, the movie was a lot fucking better than the first one. And even then, the first movie was pretty good. But it's also not canon, so it really doesn't really matter. <laughs> Which is sad. I love when animes do, like, canon movies, but most of them don't. Most of them do, like, fucking... They they call them self-contained. Like, you can look at them like they're canon if you want to, but they're at the end of the day, they're not. Mm -hmm. So it kind of just depends on you as a, as a fan of the series. But... Uh, quickly explaining what the series is about. It's pretty much 80% of the world's population has some kind of uncanny ability that they call quirks. Some of them are really cool, like sweating nitroglycerin or shooting ice out of one half of your, of your body and shooting fire out of the other half. And then some of them are really fucking dumb, like shooting tape out of your elbows. <laughs> like, and then the dude with the bird head, fucking Tokoyami. Like oh gosh, I I want to know if he was born or did he hatch? <laughs> like I need backstory on him. I I need to know where the and then there's Mineta who's like that every every shonen anime has a pervert, mm -hmm. and Mineta fits that role trying to look up chicks fucking skirts and school uniforms and shit. And his quirk is probably the dumbest in the whole fucking show. He's just got these little sticky balls instead of hair, and he can pull them off and throw them, and they stick to shit. But if he uses it too much, he bleeds. And I'm like, you are the most fucking worthless character in an anime that I think I've ever fucking seen. Like, Tape Guy was more useful in that movie than you fucking were. But shitting on yeah. the meta aside, it was, it's a good show. Cool. And that's, that's it. That's all I got to say. Cool, cool. Uh, so what I was about to say... <laughs> uh, flashing back to 30 or so minutes ago when we were talking about the calories what i've been doing is getting my shit back together um so a long time ago four score and seven years uh i weighed a lot more than i weigh now i actually weighed mm, about a hundred eh, pounds more than i weigh now oh, so shit. i went on yep i went on the super strict diet and i went on exercise exercise regimen and i kicked ass and i lost a shit ton of weight um oh, yeah. I actually lost more than I regained some weight is where I'm going with this. But so lost shit ton of weight felt great. And now I'm like kind of in limbo. I haven't gained too much back, but I've gained enough to where I'm not happy. I'm never happy, but, um, Jesus. this is, yeah, this is getting me back on track. So what I've been doing 
is like I cut out all sugar again. And when I say sugar, like obviously, like I said, I don't eat candy. But what I do cut out is all the excess shit that I would have on the side. Um, mm-hmm. Even even granola bars have too much sugar for me, so I don't even have those. Um, just mm-hmm. no sugar. I mean, I can't go any further into than that. My creamer has a little bit what I, that I put in my coffee, but I, I barely put any creamer in my coffee in the first place. Um, so what I am doing is lifting. Uh, lifting is my favorite thing to do because I have an insane like when I when I when I'm feeling good and I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I have a great muscle mass, and that's something that I love. It's something that comes into play in my job every single day, and I'm already seeing results from that at my job. Like I can throw pallets around like it's nothing again. Like it, it feels good to be able to do that. Like the heavy ones that we have, I can just lift them fucking fling him across the back room. It's great. Um, and that's kind of what I've been doing is trying to get my head back in the zone, trying to go back on my regiment every single day this week. I've worked out in some way, shape or form tomorrow will be a rest day. Cause I, I didn't overdo it. And that's something else I got to watch is to make sure I don't overdo it. Because at one point last year I was working rigorously, which this year I'm working harder than I was last year. And then I was also doing this insane regiment on top of that and my back fucked up with an injury that i'll have for the rest of my Mm -hmm. life unfortunately yeah um and i still feel it. i feel it right now sitting here in this chair i feel it um and that sucks but i can work around that and i can strengthen myself and that's what i'm trying to do so i'm starting off slow um and i i took one step up tonight so like i i just use two 25 pound dumbbells most of the time for a lot of my stuff but uh, one of the things I do is I take two 40-pound dumbbells and I bench press those above my head while laying on my back. And that that uh, that was my step up tonight. So I'm feeling good enough to go back to doing that. And I'm gaining my muscle mass back and I feel great. Hell yeah. Nice. I, so, well, go ahead. I, I, I need to get back at it. I You can't tell by looking at me now. But um, back in 2017, uh, me and my... So my children have two godfathers. Um, me and one of their godfathers were going to the gym, or rather he was making me go to the gym to try to get me into shape because I was I, I was worse back then than I am now about being in shape because uh, I, I worked at a vape shop. So like I just sat there for 12 hours a day and just fucking ate for 12 straight hours a fucking day. And uh, we would go after even after I quit that job and I started doing construction and I was get, still getting up at five in the morning. Um, we would go to a gym off of Friendship at ten o'clock at night, and we would work out until twelve thirty one. I would go home, go to bed, get up at five, and go to work. That sucks, but I mean, shit, that's what it takes sometimes, dude. I stopped doing it because he is much more fit than I am. Uh, yeah. Dude could easily pick me up with one fucking hand and throw me if he really wanted to. <laughs> And the workouts he was making me do were so strenuous on my body that I would literally come home and I would still be awake for two hours because I'd be laying in the bathroom puking. Oh, God. Yeah, like he put me through a fucking workout every goddamn night. And then like it got to the point where I was shaking. Like half I was sweating so bad that I was shaking and fucking throwing up everywhere. (sighs) So I I I stopped going. I, I like it when I when I work out hard enough to the point where I do shake, but that's because my muscles are weak yeah. off of use. But um, it's about making it fun for myself too because it's like it's not only do I do all the stuff that I just talked about, but even my size that I am now, I'm a 
big motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I can still do a push up. I can do multiple push ups. Um, I'm lucky so if I, I can like do to, one. Yeah, I like to make it fun. Like I'll be cooking dinner, and it's like you know what? I'm gonna drop and do a couple right now, and I'll just drop do two push ups. But it's like if I continue to do that throughout the day, or anyone who wants to produce any type of muscle mass or just feel a little bit better. That stuff you can do. You can just pop down 10 squats whenever you want to. It's it's mm-hmm. not an exercise you have to go to the gym for. I love going to Planet Fitness when I have the disposable income to do that. But when I don't, I'm here and I'm doing the stuff with my free weights. I'm doing push-ups. I'm doing squats. And then I like I think both of you guys know by now I love mixed martial arts and like boxing is the biggest cardio blaster I've ever done. So I don't have a punching bag here. But just by shadow boxing and keeping that heart rate up, like I'm out of breath, but then when I'm still out of breath, I'm grabbing the weights and I'm going back at that. And it's just a great, great feeling. I love having it. It's one of the things that gets me out of my depressive mind state yeah. most of the time and just makes me feel good. Absolutely. And the the guy that was, you know, helping me go to the gym, not shitting on him at all. Like, I'm not trying to say like he was fucking beating the shit out of me or anything or giving me shitty workouts. <laughs> He, he genuinely was trying to help me. The thing was, he was giving me workouts that I knew I couldn't fucking handle, but I was still trying to handle them anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's my fault that I, I got fucking sick all the time doing it. But uh, it kind of put me out of really going back. Like, I haven't been in a gym in probably easily two or three years. Right. But I mean, there's stuff you could do at home, too. Like, if you didn't oh, yeah, go to that. Absolutely. Situation. I'm also just married with two kids, and I don't fucking care anymore. I mean, it's about your health, but I, I mean, I give, I get what you're saying. Well, and, and the health part, I understand. It's just the, like, you know, like the, the looking fit and like having the fucking muscles. Like, I, I don't give a fuck about that. Yeah. That shit don't yeah. matter to me. I do. I don't necessarily care about that either. I just want to make sure that I don't fucking die at the age of like. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I just want to be able to walk a mile and not feel like my body is collapsing on itself. Which is my nice byproduct of that. My dad did die at the age of 36, but it was from something entirely different. Like it was just something that came out of the blue. No one fucking expected it. It was like a one in a million thing. But Mm -hmm. with, I don't want to add that statistic on top of anything else with my health. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to add just another factor into it. So that's what I'm trying to get healthier. But I also do love having muscles. And then Sabrina loves it when I have muscles. So that's just even better. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm it's a just strong like when you can take that statistic out. It's just like one less yes. you have to worry about. Exactly. And then yeah, I just I like the that. mental aspect of it. Like, I like having that muscle mass. I like knowing that if someone walks up to me, like, I can break your face. Like, I like knowing that they're trying to fuck with me. But also, it's just I, about I, feeling good. I also really just like the act of like, like lifting weights. I don't know. Like maybe that's good, weird, right? But like, it, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. I think for me, yeah. it's just like when I was doing it and the small amount of time I felt good doing it, which was not fucking often. Um, the, it's just that testosterone, dude. Like, I mean, it just, the thing, yeah, the thing insane. about it for me, it was just like, um, it was just like, I knew that what I was doing was a conscious effort to, make my body better correct mm. and like that's why i felt good about doing it it's because it's like okay i'm making a conscious effort to be the best person that i can try to be yeah you know and that's, I mean? 
That's what, it's just about staying active for me. Like tomorrow is going to have to be my rest day. There's no fucking way I can do that. I've done this for three days in a row, so I got to take a break. But my rest day, yeah. is still, I mean, we're going to go hiking tomorrow, you know, so that's just another type of oh, activity yeah. I can do. That's not going to stress out my muscles that I've already been building up. Uh, but anyway, workout is great. I feel great. Muscles oh, yeah, dude. I'm, I'm glad that you that you feel good about yourself. Thank you. I don't feel good about myself, but <laughs> that's <laughs> why we drink myself. Austin. <laughs> I stopped. I had that's to... why I do other things, sir. I went oh never mind. Never mind. Go ahead. Josh. How about that other movie? So yeah, uh Friday thirteenth part six, Jason Lives, or Jason's Lives, Friday the thirteenth, part six. Or just Friday the 13th Part 6, depending on who the fuck you ask, is obviously the sixth entry in the Friday the 13th series. And uh, I know I said earlier that Friday the 13th, the final chapter, was probably the best representation of the the series and probably the best slasher movie. Um, Friday the 13th Part 6 might be my favorite. I think it flip flops between the two that I watched. Uh, and the thing about part six that really kind of like breathed new life into the franchise is the fact that, um, they, they sort of made it into a comedy almost like, so, (laughs) so the opening sequence, uh, the way that they really, bring back Jason this time because at the end of part four, he is dead. And then in part five, it is not Jason again. Uh, Spoiler alert, by the way, for like fucking 30 year old movies, you've had enough time. Um, so part six starts off. Tommy is back and he's still haunted by these dreams of Jason. And he's like, I'm going to go make sure this motherfucker's dead. So he goes to a cemetery, digs Jason up, sees his corpse and then proceeds to stab it with like this wrought iron, like spear that he tears off from the, the like gates of the cemetery. And so he's, he's going to burn him and he's like, okay, let me go and get my fucking, uh, gasoline. And then I'm going to set him on fire and he's over there setting everything up. And then the storm that has been following them around finally rolls in and lightning strikes the fucking rod that is still stuck in Jason. And that's how Jason gets brought back to life in this movie. Oh my it's, God. <laughs> it's it's fucking fuck? so dumb, but it's so like, just it's fucking great. And there are little bits and pieces throughout this movie that are just like, absolutely fucking hilarious like there is this one scene near the end of the movie where one of these sheriff's men gets hit in the head with like uh like jason throws a a, a throwing knife at him and it hits him directly in the head and there's a cut from where the officer lands inside the boat and he's obviously dead it cuts to a dartboard with like a dart right dead in the center of the dartboard and it's just like it's visual comedy, like 101 type shit. But not only does it like inject comedy into the franchise, which was really needed by the time that part six came around, but it's also like a really competently, like really well crafted movie. Like 
it's very like it's got a lot of atmosphere it's like a f- fucking fog machines out the ass like this movie's so fucking foggy but like it actually has like really nice like frame composition and like camera moves in a lot of shit like there's this one i, I want to say like really iconic shot uh but i to me it's iconic, but I'm not sure that it is, uh, to everyone else, but like where you're following one of the characters as she moves through the, the cabin where like the children are sleeping and she's like, kind of like watching over them and shit. And then like it's tracking with her. And then in the windows behind her, you see Jason just stalking her. And like, that's like ultra like creepy and weird. And like, uh, you know, Jason's not real, blah, blah, blah. But like, it still like kind of sends chin- chills down my spine because I'm like, this is a really effective shot. Like this, like someone creeping outside of a fucking window and just stalking this girl is like really like effective. I don't know, um, but yeah, I I really think Jason Lives is something special and is um. Like if these movies are like the relic of a lost era, because obviously like outside of the eighties, like horror movies kind of like died for like a really hot minute. And it's probably because of these movies and the glut of movies like this. But I really think that the two that I watched and, and especially part six are really, really nice movies that you could like, you can get something out of like in terms like, Maybe it's not telling like a, an especially emotionally affecting story, but like they're really, really well crafted movies. So, yeah, that's it. Hell yeah. More. How many? What? How much longer are you going to persist with this whole? Are you watching them all for sure? For sure. So, so yeah, I'm. I'm for sure going to watch them. I told Dylan because he said that he wanted to watch them like leading up to the Freddy versus Jason crossover and oh, to, shit. To watch the. Uh, I love that movie. The two remix, yeah, dude. It was actually one of the. Um, it, fuck that! It might be the first horror movie I watched in theaters. So, really? Holy shit! I, yeah, I have I think, a lot of respect for that. Can movie. I? Can I tell you something? What's that? It was my first. Oh, that's crazy. I wish it was yeah. my first horror movie. That is crazy. Oh, well, first yeah. in theaters. Oh, yeah, first yeah. in theaters. No, okay, okay, okay. The first one I ever watched for sure that I remember was Halloween 2. I remember very vividly my first time watching that fucking movie. It was mm-hmm. on VHS and like, yeah, anyway. I think uh, the first horror movie I watched in theaters was Sinister. Oh, God. Holy hell. Yeah. Or no, no, no. It wasn't Sinister, because I saw that one. It was Sinister 2 was the first horror movie I watched in theaters. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. I also watched Unfriended before that, but I don't really think Unfriended is a horror movie. I mean, it technically is, but that shit's not scary at all. Oh, it definitely is. That shit is not scary Just because something's not scary doesn't make it not a horror movie. I mean, I guess. I I don't know. I think the movie was... Because, like, none of the Friday 13th movies are especially scary, but... Yeah, I guess. They're... 100% 100% horror movies. I guess. Their intent is to scare. A- anyway, that's... Uh, uh, I'm going off on a whole different tangent. Yeah, uh, shut up. What I was going to say is, like, he wants to go through all of them all, get to Freddy vs. Jason, and he also wants to watch remakes. And I told him that 
the way that we would do it is we would watch them chronologically. So like we would start with Friday, like one, two, three, four, then we'll do nightmare one. Then we'll do Friday five, then nightmare two, then Friday six, then, uh, nightmare. Oh, actually I think it would be Friday seven and then nightmare three. Anyway, like do them chronologically all leading up to, Freddy versus Jason. So I think my first, if I can't, I can't remember what my first true horror movie was. It might have been like, fuck, I cannot remember, dude. It was like Wes Craven's New Nightmare, or it was. Yeah, I fucking love that shit, dude. Yeah, it was, it was, or maybe it was like Jeepers Creepers or like one of the Candyman movies. I don't know. I don't know. It was one of those. It was around that time period. Yeah. The first horror movie I ever watched was uh, the original It. Oh, the Damn it. TV miniseries? Yep. Yeah. Now that that's one of them. Fuck that. Kid. Fuck that. That shit for real fucked me up as a kid. I still can't I think watch that it. fucked me I up won't watch as a kid it. was The Ring. I don't do... Oh, dude. The Ring? People, like... Okay. Let me just get on my soapbox for a minute. Oh, Jesus Christ. People fucking talk all kinds of mad shit about how horror movies can't be scary unless they're rated R, blah, 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 blah. That is such fucking bullshit. That is such bullshit. Poltergeist is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. That movie is fucking terrifying. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Rated PG. The Ring rated PG-13 and is arguably the scariest movie to come out of the 2000s. It scared like, the shit out of me. I didn't sleep right for like a whole year after that. Like I did not yeah, like it. I've never seen that it. Not movie open. Is fucking scary. Dude. It is scary, and I didn't open closet doors for I don't know. That's why I've never seen it. Didn't it trust that. Real spooky. It's the fucking yeah. worst. And didn't they just have? Was it a remake or something that came out of it? Uh, I think it was technically a sequel. Okay. Well. Oh, maybe it was. Okay. Well, I didn't see that because, uh, you know. Yeah. But who, who's going next? Where the fuck are we even? You at? are my suit Gundam. I've been watching the hell out of fucking Gundam. Um, I was gonna. I had a joke for why that made sense, and I fucking lost it. Yeah, you lost nope. me. You lost the plot. But uh, oh, god damn it. Um, no, actually, Gundam is actually very fucking political when you break the shit down. It's a lot more than just fucking giant robots shooting each other. There's a lot of politics that go on behind it. The I I so. The reason why I just put Mobile Suit Gundam is because I have actually started rewatching the entire original Universal Century timeline. And if you know anything about Gundam, that's a lot. That is a lot of time I'm about to waste. Um, so let me see if I can fucking find it so I don't have to sit here and try to fucking remember this shit. Uh, the Universal Century timeline in the Gundam franchise is like the main... Uh, the main coherent timeline within the series there there there's so many fucking gundam series there's so many good ones there's a lot of fucking terrible ones but a lot of them surprisingly most of the bad ones um end up being alternate timelines where like the term gundam is a completely different thing the earth is different the space colonies are different everything's fucking different but there is one central timeline called uc or universal century and that Timeline consists of Mobile Suit Gundam, Stardust Memory, Zeta Gundam, Gundam Double Zeta, Shars Counterattack, Gundam Unicorn, uh, Gundam F91, Gundam Victory, and then Gundam G Reco. 
And I am still in original Gundam because it's really hard to fucking watch because that shit came out in 1970 fucking nine and it's terrible. <laughs> but it started arguably the most iconic anime franchise that has ever fucking existed. Um, mm. Even though, yes, it doesn't make as much money as some other. I, like, I think I think uh, the best selling anime to this day is still One Piece, which blows my mind because that show's fucking terrible. If you like that show, I just consider I just go ahead and assume you have bad taste and everything in your life. Yeah, that's uh, that's a lot of fucking people to say they have bad taste. It's a terrible show. Have you ever watched it? It's fucking awful. I've I can't watch it because it's fucking eight thousand episodes already. Yeah, it's dude. It, that's my thing. It's a shonen anime, dude. Like shonen animes are not ever necessarily that good. They're all the same fucking thing. They're the same fucking plot. Just with different contexts. They're the exact same fucking thing. They always have the same goddamn tropes. And it's it's fucking stupid. Anyway, I don't want to get on a fucking... Like Josh just got on a soapbox about fucking horror movies. I don't want to get on one about shonen anime. Um, <laughs> they're just... They're so bad, dude. None of them are... The, like fucking... I, mm, this makes a lot of people mad, but Dragon Ball sucks. That show is fucking terrible. Oh god. It's it's iconic as hell. Yeah, it's because all of us fucking watched it on Toonami as a kid. Just because it's nostalgic doesn't make it fucking good. It's not a good show. I don't think that it's bad. You're crazy. No, dude, it's so crazy. bad. It's so bad. Why is it bad? Because of the fucking mm, god damn it. You're going to get me started on it. <laughs> no, like the power scaling does not make any fucking sense. And that really doesn't matter until it gets into super. Dragon Ball Z is really the only exception of the Dragon Ball series that's, that you can call good. But look me in the face and try to explain to me why Dragon Ball GT is a good series. You can't. It's awful. There is nothing redeeming about that show whatsoever. But also GT isn't canon. Technically, no, it's not. And, and the shit that you want to complain about with fucking the power scaling is like every fucking shonen anime. Like, Correct. That's that. Yeah. So, You're right. And so I don't know why you point. would single out Dragon Ball. Because I feel like Dragon like, Ball is the absolute worst offender of it. Uh, Dude, look, Nar look Naruto was really fucking bad about it, too. Oh, Nar that, that's a whole other conversation. Dude, Naruto is also equally as fucking bad. My problem with Dragon Ball power scaling is you had Krillin, who could not match up to anybody all through Z, constantly trained, could not hold his own against any fucking major significant character. And then you go to Dragon Ball Super. He's training with Goku in Super Saiyan Blue, which at the at the time is the peak of his power. And he's holding his own. He's blocking attacks. He's he's like uh, pretty much just taking them to the face. Like that doesn't make any sense. That that's bullshit power scaling. That whatever. <laughs> what what the fuck? Hey, fucking don't even get me started on fucking Gohan, dude. They did him so fucking dirty anyway. Oh, they did do him dirty. The the fact that Akira Toriyama himself, while writing Dragon Ball Z, stated that Gohan's mystic form or whatever the fuck I I forgot what the English term for it is, but the form he achieves during the Buu saga is stronger. Then super power level wise is stronger than Super Saiyan three Goku. Still gets fucking murked by Boo. My man showed up in his dad's clothes, his dad's fit, and talked mad shit, and still got his fucking shit rocked. Meanwhile, Goku had no fucking problem. Doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Anyway, yeah. Well, I uh, never mind. 
I I have some problems with the storytelling of Z. Yeah, I like like if if your story is about fucking Goku, which it is. Like, well, not not even Z. Dragon Ball as a whole is about Goku. Period. Like it just yeah, is. correct. So how are you going to make his son the the fucking strongest one, and then not f- change the story to focus on him? Well. The and, and so what they had to do is they had to go back through and like like backtrack on that shit and uh ugh. the storytelling is uh, yeah ugh. the the original intention for Dragon Ball Z was always for Gohan to eventually be the main character it always was however there was so much backlash Akira Toriyama received so much backlash when he was trying to show that Gohan was eventually going to take the mantle of the main character that he just power corrupted him and threw him under the rug and was like, Oh, nope, we still just have Goku and Vegeta. And that's, that's why they did Akira did him the way that he did. And Naruto is just as bad in the sense that they literally create a character. Like the guy who wrote, I can't remember his fucking name. Uh, Kishimoto, the guy who wrote Naruto literally wrote himself into a fucking wall. He created a character that none of the other characters he created could not beat. So he literally just had to write him off. And that was fucking stupid. But back to Gundam, because that's what I was actually talking about. And I'm going to make this super (laughs) fucking quick. But Gundam is super nostalgic for me because I I literally some of my earliest memories of Toonami are watching the original Gundam and Gundam Wing, which they they fun fact. I found this out like two two or three days ago, just going through Wikipedia. They actually pulled Mobile Suit Gundam from Toonami after the 9-11 attacks. Because they were scared of some kind of uh, correlation. So they just pulled it straight from air. They got like halfway through the series and then just pulled it. However, they still kept wing, which is arguably worse because those kids are actual terrorists. So that doesn't make sense. They were literally terrorists. That was a whole plot of the fucking show, which I also don't think wing is that good. It's it's nostalgic, but the story couldn't get me. But anyway, I am rewatching the entire Universal Century because Gundam is still easily as a franchise in my top five favorite animes that I ever watch, I can rewatch them a hundred times and never get bored of them except for the original. Cause it's awful. God damn. You got me on a fucking soapbox, dude. <laughs> I didn't. I, I could feel myself getting heated talking about dragon ball. Uh, I could feel it. well, Dylan, tell us about Twitch. That way we can get, unheated yeah move us on uh, and dylan was just sitting here in the corner the whole time like what dylan's like what are anime <laughs> essentially i was with you on dragon ball have no problems with it liked it as a kid oh yeah it's that's fine. what i was saying it's nostalgic as hell but no it's great yeah anyway know. it has um it's great I have been delving into Twitch recently more so than anything else. Like you guys know, I don't watch movies. I don't watch any other TV shows aside from The Office. And like YouTube is comprised of like other shit that I mentioned on the podcast before I won't go into. I don't watch a lot of stuff. Um, But Twitch is like my equivalent to Josh's movies. That's what I do every day. That's what's on when I'm working out. Like I'm not listening to workout music. Like Twitch is on in the background, essentially. Um, so I'm not going to say that my pick of the week going forward will always be a Twitch streamer, but I do like bringing attention to some of these really awesome people that stream and try their hearts out. 
I've been watching a few people. I mentioned one in the last podcast. Um, he's still rocking it. He did his Dark Souls 3 no-hit all-content run. So that's all DLC and the original base game. He did not take a single hit. It was fucking awesome to watch. Um, and that's Dino Gill. And then I'm watching other people, like especially like Dead by Daylight. I love watching Dead by Daylight streamers. There's one that I've been watching recently. Um, he was going to be my pick of the week next week, but I'll just change it up because I watch so many that I can always just throw out a new one. It's... Uh, Fuck. I forget his full name, but I'm just going to call him Zeus. Um, he He's really good and he's hilarious. I think he's the only streamer I have ever watched who stands up and plays video games. I don't know the reason. I'm fairly new to his stream, but he's really entertaining. He talks mad shit like he knows his stuff in Dead by Daylight for sure. Like stuff that like I never knew. He just like he, he teaches and it, I'm not going to say he's toxic because on our side, we can see it and he's doing it in good fun. Like, I don't know how the other people perceive it that he's playing with, but I mean, he fucking cracks me up. But uh, what did you say his name was? It's Zeus. I think it's like, I follow him. Hold on. I can tell you exactly what it is. Um, but he, he's so good. It's, Hey Zeus, here's toast. Okay. Um, apparently I just got a, subscription gifted to me to someone else's stream that I follow. So that's kind of cool. Um, and I'm just trying to delve into Twitch as much as I can, because I feel like when I do start streaming, when my PC rig comes eventually one day, um, it'll be good to kind of have this, like not really rapport with, with Twitch, but like, uh, like being a part of the community already. Like I'm very active in the streams that I do go to. I, I enjoy being a part of the community in general. Most of the places I will not stay with a streamer unless they're like, I'm not going to say wholesome, but like they have to, they have to have a good community. I don't want to go in and be like, like Pokemane with her 40,000 viewers. Like you can't even see the fucking chat moving. I mean, yeah. no, you can't. It's, it's the opposite of that. You can see the chat moving so much that you can't fucking read anything. Like, I don't want to be a part of that. Um, but great for them for making it that far. I mean, that's fucking cool as hell. I'm not going to try to knock them or anything. But it's just mm-hmm. like I'm really enjoying what I'm what I'm finding the further I go into Twitch. And I'm not always watching the big streamers. Um, you should you should check out um, you should check out beat em ups on Twitch. What is that? Uh, that's that YouTube, the YouTuber that I always talk about that I like to watch. He has a huge YouTube following, but he does not have as large of a Twitch following. Like most of his live streams are a max of like two, 300 people. So it's not, yeah, so that's what I've generally been watching. What does he yeah. play? That's, that's a huge thing about, I mean, it has to be something like that. I'm interested in too. Um, he, he does a lot of Nintendo stuff, but since Nintendo dropped him as an ambassador, he mostly just does like PlayStation stuff now oh, okay. or, or just whatever's on PC. Cool. I mean, yeah, then I'll, I mean, I have no reason to not check these people out. Like, like I'm saying, this is what I do now. Um, I just I'm all for investing myself into a community and hopefully that community can one day give something back to me. But in the meantime, that's just my source of entertainment. There's a lot of fantastic people out there who deserve to have the recognition. And it's like it's it's much better for me as a gamer. Like this is my life. This is what I do. I come home. I work out. I play games. If I'm not doing that, I'm going hiking. But then I come home and I play games. That's just what I do. 
Um, I'm reading gaming news all the time, but outside of that, I'm watching gaming content. I love what I see from a lot of these people that I've been watching. So what, who did I say? I think it's Jesus. Here's toast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like fantastic. Yeah. Like I'm so glad I discovered him. Um, he, Josh, I don't remember it. I wish I could like remember the exact costly, but he did like a cosplay for Halloween. Um, <laughs> and it was like full on just like, Oh, it's right here. It's a, uh, it was it was a Kate Denson cosplay, but it was like in her like pink outfit or something. Oh my mm-hmm. god, this man has a bigger beard than I do. He has longer hair than Austin. He looks like a fucking Viking warrior, and he's in fishnets and booty shorts. <laughs> it killed me, I'm dude. For that, right? I mean, it's just like you gotta. It's not that you have to make yourself like you don't have to do stuff like that to appeal to people on Twitch. But when you do do it and you do it well it just adds something like it, it adds humor and like people were cat calling him and all this stuff. And he was just living it up. He was living in the moment, dude. Like it was, hmm. it's cool shit. So I don't know. Twitch is, Twitch is where my life has been and it's where my life is probably going to stay. Cause I don't like watching anything else. Huh? Hell yeah. Fair enough. All right. Uh, we've been recording for a little over an hour. So Austin, do you want to talk about Brooklyn nine, nine? Yeah. So do you want to do it briefly? I don't think I need to. It's a good show. That's it. <laughs> it's got uh, right. Andy Samberg in it, and that's that's all you need to know. It's a good quality show. So that's it. Cool. So in that case, let's talk about what we've been playing. And I think we should do it in a way. Let's Around all table. start out. Yeah, let's all start uh, talking about Dead by Daylight because we've all been playing that. Yeah, I have. And the night that I told you like I was going to get some Dead by Daylight in, I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I fucking hate it sometimes, dude. I swear to God. Because first off, explain to me how Ghostface works. Uh, so Is the way a that goes for that motherfucker. Y- yes. Um, it's very so- fucking small. So Ghostface has the ability to basically stalk you. Uh, and until you like, if he's in stalking mode, he does not have a, uh, terror radius until you see him. I once you, once you see him, (laughs) well, so once you see him, you have to like hold on him for, I think it's like five seconds or something like that. And it breaks that. And then you hear his terror radius. Okay. Well, my terror radius was immediate because I'm sitting here just cruising on a gin thinking I'm doing great. And all like all is well in the world. Like I don't even really see much of my teammates, which is a little sketch. That's fine. But I'm like watching because one will complete a generator and then I'll see them like I'll see their silhouette move in a direction. I'm like, I've not seen really much from the killer at all this game. I think I knew it was Ghostface because it gave me like that little synopsis down at the bottom telling me something about Ghostface. I don't know what it was, mm-hmm. but I was like, OK, cool. And because I've played him before, but I guess I that was like my first week of playing. So I'm sitting there cruising on a gin. All of a sudden, I turn around, and he is literally fucking staring at me. Josh, I swear <laughs> to God, I have never turned more masculine than I was in that one moment. Like, I screamed like a bitch. Like, oh, I yeah. was fucking terrified. Like, and he, he just played with me. Like, he, like, he let me run. That was the worst part. I wish he would have stabbed me in the fucking back, but he let me run, and I hated it. I feel like every ghost face killer that I've ever played against does that. They always just like fucking it. toy with me. 
Yeah, he oh. toyed with me, and then when I thought I was doing good, he stabbed me in the fucking artery. Stop. <laughs> okay, so I'm looking at it right now. So it says you press the power button to activate Night Shroud when the power gauge is full. The ghost face is granted undetectable status when Night Shroud is active. So um, when that is active, you have to look at him. Uh, but it does not tell me. Uh, okay. It says survivors within close proximity to the ghost face may attempt to reveal him by looking in his direction for 1.5 seconds. Um, and then basically night shroud goes away and then he, uh, um, has a terror radius again. Well, it scared the shit out of me. And for some reason I never play like, I've never played a Demogorgon. I've never played a hag. I've never played who's the, and I could, I, I really don't know. So that's why I'm asking who's the one that carries around a little lantern or some shit. Uh, that the hag? The, uh no, that's the plague. The, the plague. one that like vomits on you. Yeah. Yeah. That's the plague. I never played against that. There's so many I haven't played against, but I, I swear to God, out of every one that I have played against, Ghostface might be my most hated because I didn't know they were there the whole time. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. Uh, I I personally like Ghostface and uh, Mikey because they're stealthy killers, or, or they at least they can be stealthy killers. Um Mikey actually has uh, some builds where you can walk around and the entire game not have a single terror radius. Like that is fucking awful. My <laughs> heart and my emotions can't take this. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's fun times, man. Um, well, that's fun times for me, but you've been getting like terrible teammates, and it's the other spectrum for you. Yeah, boy. So I have really, I think, found my place as a killer. Uh, and so like, and I'm not, I, I'm not saying I'm anything special. I, I think I'm like rank eight as a killer right now. So I'm not, I'm, I'm all right, but I'm not, I'm not good. I'm not terrible. You know what I mean? I'm like somewhere right in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I've kind of found my, my footing there and I'm, I don't tend to play survivor as much anymore because of the fact that like, I'm okay as a survivor. I can hold my own, but it seems like every fucking time I'm playing this goddamn game, I get matched with people who have no idea what the fuck they're doing. And it kills me figuratively and literally like I'm in the game. I'm actually dead because these stupid fucks don't know what the fuck they're doing. But, uh, that has been me for the past, like, uh, I want to say like week because I've been trying to get the challenges done for the rift and every motherfucking time I get in there, it's like, I'm just playing with a bunch of fucking morons. Like for I hate that today, right? We were playing in a match with the hag and so, you know that when you go and you set off one of her traps, she can teleport there and can attack you or whatever. So, I ran up to one of these people who was on a hook. I knew that she had a trap set there. So I ran up to the hook and immediately unhooked the person. And I was running, uh, what's the, the bill perk? Um, 
Oh gosh, it's gonna kill me. What what the he has, so he has a perk that will let you uh basically take a hit after you're unhooked and you won't like immediately get downed or whatever. Uh borrowed time, that's what it is. So I was running that so that then the person could get away and fucking I was already on like my second of the health state, like I was already injured. So I took the hit so that they could get away and the fucking person was just sitting there. I was like, are you shitting me? I just got you off the hook. You have borrowed time. Run. Like, what is wrong with you? Jesus. Oh, it's not good. Yeah. So I was, I was, I've been a little upset with my teammates that I've been playing with uh, for the past like week or so. But, um, I really like the event that's going on. I think it's pretty cool. They did a blood hunt on Halloween, which kind of sucks. Like I didn't get to like do it as mu- as long as I had wanted. Um, and I think it extended all the way through November first. So like I I got a little bit of time in and blood hunts where they do the double XP basically. Um, but yeah. Anyway, Austin, you you said you've been playing, have you? Yeah, I've been playing whenever I have someone on that's playing. Honestly, I don't. <sighs> I have a hard time playing that game uh, like solo with a bunch of fucking randos because everybody sucks, which I'm not saying I'm necessarily good. I don't necessarily think I'm super good at the game, but I, I kind of know enough to get me by. I feel like mm-hmm. feel free to interject if you have a different opinion. Um, yeah, you're terrible. Wow. Fuck um. you. <laughs> Um, no, it's, it's a fun game for me, especially to play around Halloween. And now that Halloween's over, I'm probably not going to be playing it as much. Honestly, Josh, what I do just to, I, just to kind of echo what you said. So bouncing back, like I've been watching a lot of Twitch, but something they do is called Twitch rivals. And I'm not entirely sure what it is altogether, but essentially it's like, this one game gets focused on and it's like the whole entire world of Twitch comes together to fucking play it. And it's almost like a competition. I don't know how it works. I don't know how it's organized. I'm still fairly new to it in that regard, but on Halloween night, it was, it was uh, dead by daylight. So there were three commentators going on and we could like watch people's different perspectives and stuff. And these were people I knew in the Twitch community, at least a couple of them. And the one, one of the commentators specifically said, I really never play Survivor anymore. I only play Killer because as a killer, it's me, myself, and I. If I fuck up, it's on me. Whereas if I'm playing with three other randos, if they fuck up, I'm going to be really pissed because, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like they're Mm -hmm. playing with idiots, essentially. So it's like I get what you're saying, and you're not the only one who has said that. I mean, I know you're not, but, like, that's just something that's, like, twice in a matter of a few days that I've heard this. So that's kind of funny. You said the exact same thing. (laughs) Ooh. Yeah, fun times. Uh, well, with that said, Austin, tell me about the Spider-Man DLC that you've been playing. Oh, bruh. Honestly, I think the story for the DLC is almost better than the main campaign. Oh, well, you can get out of the hair with that shit opinion. Have you played the DLC? No. All right, then shut up. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's like someone who's under the age of 18 making political posts. Your opinion doesn't matter. Um, 
wow, that was a completely different thing. I'm sorry I did that. I don't know where yeah, my fucking I'm anger is tonight. Fucking, I'm going to let it go. It's going to get edited out. <laughs> cool. Um, a- anyway, uh, I, w- I was going to say before, like before I started talking about Spider-Man, um, apparently a Mass Effect trilogy remaster was just leaked and has been popping up in places. So that's cool. Not just been leaked. That's just been fucking talked yeah, about. It's happening. Really? I have not seen a single thing about it yet. Huh. Oh, yeah. That would be cool. I really liked the first and second one and then just never finished the third one. Not because I didn't like it. I thought it was everybody shits on it, but I thought it was fine. I have never played any of them, and I'm going to use this remaster as a chance to do so. The I actually s- think that three is the best playing of the th- of the three. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I really, I remember really liking two. I, I played it in like middle school, so it's been a fucking minute. But I really, fo- or maybe no, I think I was a freshman. I was a freshman in high school when I played the second one. But I remember really fucking liking it. I just never finished three, just because I just never got around to finishing it. Hmm. I remember playing Andromeda and not really liking it. But and anyway, Mass Effect aside, uh. I was not prepared for the DLC in Spider-Man to not only be as long as it is, but be as fucking challenging as it is, dude. That shit is actually fucking hard. Like some of those fight sequences are tough. Mm. The so I'm I just started part three, which uh, I think is called Silver Lining. Um, the first part, the part one is called the Heist, I believe, and it's pretty much introducing you to this game's universe of Black Cat, which her. I really enjoyed her like kind of relationship with Spider-Man. The whole the whole thing is obviously they dated years ago in Insomniac's universe timeline. They dated years prior to to the game story and um she comes back pretty much saying, "Hey, like I'm 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 back to stealing things and I'm doing it for this mob boss called the Hammerhead." And the reason why I'm doing it is because he has my son. Like he, he has my son. He's going to kill my son if I don't do this for him. So Spider-Man's like, oh shit, like I got to find her son because Spider-Man starts freaking out because he's like, wait, mm, that could potentially also be my son. So to get him to kind of help her fight the other mobsters off of her, she kind of strings him along a little bit with like little hints and pieces that he is actually his son. And then when you get to the end of the DLC, you find out that there actually was no son at all, that she was just doing this all to get at a specific mobster, uh, to get back at Hammerhead. There there was no child. He had nothing of hers. And then she gets caught in an explosion, and then that's just never talked about again. They, they're like, well, we don't know if she's dead because we didn't find a body, but damn what the fuck yeah like she she goes she goes into her apartment and spider-man's like racing there trying to call her saying hammerhead's men have like wired it with a bunch of c4 mm-hmm. and it blows up and she's caught in the explosion but there's no confirmation whether she's alive or not because police were not able to find a body so and then that's how part one ends part two picks up with spider-man actually facing off against the hammerhead and this one was much more focused on yuri of all people it, that's it kind of op- cool though yeah i really liked it because i i didn't think i wanted to see more of yuri dived into until i got it i was like holy shit i didn't know i wanted that but i genuinely appreciate it um it starts out with her finding hammerhead's hideout and leading a swat raid well mm-hmm. he 
ends up ca- he ends up finding out about it. He ends up capturing her and basically making her watch as as he kills all of her subordinates. And so she gets really mad and frustrated. Spider Man saves her, and she she's pissed off at the world. And she's kind of like, "Look, stay out of my way, or I'm going to arrest you because I'm going to kill Hammerhead, whether you want, whether you're okay with that or not." Mm. And at the final confrontation with Hammerhead in the second part of the DLC. Uh, she actually comes in and shoots him in the head. Damn. Yeah, but he doesn't die because he's hammerhead and he's got this like weird metal plate in his head and that's actually what she shot uh, instead of actually shooting through the like non-metal part of his, of, of his face. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know a lot of Hammerhead's backstory. I'm going to be honest. I don't even know if that is a comic character or if that's an Insomniac original character or not. But... um. And and it just kind of ends with her going on administrative leave because obviously she tried to kill a prisoner when she wasn't supposed to do that. So they end up pretty much making her go on an unpaid like administrative leave. And then part three picks up with uh, fuck, what was the chick's name again that leads uh, Silver Sable? Oh, I don't I don't even remember. But, but you know what I'm talking about, right? The, yeah. No, that's not her name. That's the that's the militia group's name. Well, Sable is the name of the militia. Group. Yeah. Oh, maybe Wait, your name is uh, Silver, it's Silver Sable. Sable. Yeah, I mean that's okay. Maybe it is. Oh shit! All right. Well, I guess it is. Um, but it starts out with her coming back to town and getting royally pissed at Spider Man because all of Hammerhead's men now have access to her weapons, and she's like, "Well." You're doing a really bad job at protecting the city if that's what you were trying to do. And they end up getting in this big fight, and she was like, stay out of my way. I'm going to kill Hammerhead, and if you get in my way, I'm going to kill you too. And that's as far as oh, I've that gotten. That sounds familiar. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> but, um, the yeah, dude, the DLC is fucking really good. And it, I, I do like that it is also... The DLC also does help set up for Miles Morales because the whole time you're playing, you know how like in Spider-Man you're playing, you'll get phone calls from different NPCs and like different dialogue conversations. Um, When you're playing through the DLC, you'll get a bunch of random phone calls from Miles being like, hey, like, uh, can you take me out training? Can I can I make a makeshift costume and go out with you on patrol? Like I have these powers now and I want to help you. And I think that's really cool. I didn't know it did that. And I think it's kind of dope that i'm finally playing through the dlc what uh almost a week before miles morales comes out so mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna try to be done i'm gonna try to 100 percent the game completely until or before miles morales comes out i don't know that i'm gonna be able to do that because i there's a lot more shit in that game to do than i thought there was but we'll see i, I also the ex- do what I said I'm glad they expanded more on Hammerhead because he didn't get that big of a role mm-hmm. in the actual game. I mean, he was there, but not like, not like he is now. Apparently, yeah, no, he he cool. is pretty much the focal point of the DLC. Um, is I, I feel like you would know a lot better than me, Dylan. I'm much more of a DC comic guy than I am a Marvel comic guy, um, yeah. with the exception of Spider Man. Spider Man is absolutely my favorite Marvel character in general. Um, is Hammerhead and uh, is he a comic character or is he an Insomniac he, original character? Yeah, he's a hundred percent comic. Okay, and Mister yeah. Negative was an Insomniac original, correct? Mister Negative, I think, is no. uh, like pretty a, sure he's comic. yeah, comic. Well, really, 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure all the enemies that you face in, in the uh, original base game and in the DLC are all base characters from the comics. That's I don't wild. think Mr. Negative is like a super old character like even Hammerhead is, but uh, he is a comic person. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, he. I just fucking went to Wikipedia. His first appearance was The Amazing Spider-Man, issue 1, May 2007. Yeah, so he's 13 years old, but like Hammerhead goes back like way back when I'm not going to say like way back, but like he's like he's like 80s or 70s or some shit. Yeah, he's some of the 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 old fucking shit. That's that's kind of wild to me that it took 11 years for Mr. Negative to be represented outside of a comic book. Yeah, it's pretty cool. He's a really cool villain. I don't remember, um, unless I just don't remember them, but I don't remember him having any roles in any of the animated series between now and 2007. I didn't watch any of the stuff after, like, the original Spider-Man that we all know and love. Like, Dude, um, I'm so glad that show's on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. I go back and but, watch it every now and then. But no, um, I don't know... I don't know if he's been in any shows like I like I said I don't watch it so I would have no idea but yeah I don't think that cool he has. I think he's only appeared in the game um yeah who am I thinking of then what what comic book character am I thinking of that was like a he he or she wasn't a comic book original character but she was he or she was so popular they made it into comic books Oh Harley Quinn You know what Harley That's Quinn was never it. Yeah. Yep, that's probably it, because I think she debuted in the animated series, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. She, she was correct. Yeah, you're you're right. You mean the or the, the greatest superhero animated show of all time? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dude, I it's, fucking love that show. But as much any, as I love Spider-Man. Yeah, I, I have to give it to the Batman animated series. Dude, it, I, it, it's just really the voice work in that show was impeccable and still fucking holds up in 2020. Yeah. I would even go further in saying that the writing is really great and the animation is nice. Oh, absolutely. For and the for a show that, were top notch. For a show that debuted in '93, that shit had everything it could possibly have going for it. Yeah, I I owned some of it somewhere. I don't know if I still do, but I I think I own the uh, the like last half of the season where they give Batman or the series where they give Batman like the all black suit and. Tim Drake comes in as Robin. I think I, I have all of that on DVD somewhere. Mm. But um, yeah, Spider-Man DLC, it actually blew my mind. I was not expecting. I And e- each chapter is easily, without doing the side stuff, it's easily three or four hours long. Mm. And I expected it to be like, you know, one or two missions in a boss fight that would last like maybe an hour and a half a piece and be done with it. But yeah, you're too accustomed to the Pokemon DLC. I'm too accustomed <laughs> to just any DLC in general at this point. But um and the way they distributed the suits were really cool. There's three there's three suits per DLC. You get one suit for starting each of the DLC and then you get another suit for finishing each of the DLC and then you get the last three suits for 100%ing the DLC. That's pretty sick. Cuz you you actually have to go into a menu to start the DLC because it it doesn't change it drastically, but it changes the map of New York enough. Like, I know when you start the DLC, if you go back to the spot where uh, Miles Morales' dad was killed, there's actually, like, a big-ass memorial there for him now when you in the DLC's map. 
I got so it, it changes it enough. But um, there, there's a new character called Screwball that makes you do these really fucking stupid fucking challenges that are obnoxiously hard, way harder than they have any fucking right being. And then even the boss fights, the boss fights are relatively fucking ridiculous. Like Silver, you, when I had to fight Silver Sable last night at the start of Chapter 3, I think I died five or six times. And I'm like, I'm, I'm good at this game. I know I've played way too much of this game to die five or six times in one fucking fight. But and that, I, I think that's what I like about Spider-Man's combat in a nutshell is it feels... I don't know what I'm trying to say. It feels harder than Arkham Asylum's combat while also feeling the same at the same time, if that makes sense. Mm. So, but yeah, that's it. Cool. It was pretty cool. Uh, Dylan, why don't you tell me about Hollow Knight? There is a reoccurring joke in the Dark Souls community that if you're not streaming Dark Souls and some kind of challenge run, you're streaming Hollow Knight. And <laughs> I completely agree with that. Uh, so I've I got heard a the lot recommend- about it, but I've never dived into it. Oh, well, it's let me super tell you, good. really, you have okay. to super dive into it because I got the recommendation from that guy that I mentioned last week, Dino Gale. Mm-hmm. and he was actually he's been practicing it. He's gonna, I think I mentioned it. I think he's actually going to do a, a hit list run on that as well. Um. And that's saying a lot because I have started playing it and it is hard. It is very much like Dark Souls and it's so fucking fun. Like you essentially start off and you're given no direction, much like Dark Souls. If you die, you get the corpse run just like Dark Souls and you get to find exactly where you are. You have no real way of navigating other than bits and pieces of a map that you can't even see your player icon on until you buy an upgrade for it. Um the boss fights are really fun. I've only done a couple thus far, but they're challenging and they make you think it's old school game mechanics mixed with new school um, combat systems and movement and fluidity and graphics. And it's beautiful. And the the art style is fantastic. And the, the brief snippet of the story that I've had thus far is genuinely beautiful, even though it's a dark and somber world, just like Dark Souls. So I've had a lot of fun with it so far. I've only played a little bit of it because I have delved into another game this week, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. But from the brief time that I've had with it, if it would have come out this year, I would say that this game would probably take my game of the year. But it it didn't. Um, It came out a few years ago, and that's fine. But it is fantastic, and I recommend anyone give it a shot, especially if you're a fan of the Soulsborne games because it kind of hits the nail on the head in a 2D type of way. Hell yeah. I, I agree wholeheartedly. It's actually it's kind of funny that you uh, say that it's Souls, uh, Soulsy because it reminds me of, like... Uh, Castlevania, like old NES yeah. Castlevania and, and Metroid and shit. Right. Uh, I mean, it technically is a Metroidvania, like, but mm-hmm. that kind of just led me down to the thought that, like, I had never really considered before, but the Souls games are basically 3D Metroidvanias. Like, yeah. I, I don't know why I've they're never punishing. even thought of that, but yeah. No, Hollow Knight's great. And anyone who has any sort of affinity for 
Metroidvanias or Dark Souls or anything like that should definitely give it a shot. Absolutely agree. Um, so I've been watching Friday the 13th. I've also been playing Friday the 13th. That's super convenient. Super convenient. <laughs> so uh, the reason that uh, part of the reason that these things kind of hopped up uh, and I didn't put it into my what I've been doing just because I wanted to kind of keep it nice and concise is because I've been going through this podcast called Halloweenies where they basically have an episode for every movie within a given like horror franchise. And they've only done three so far. Uh, they've done Halloween nightmare on industry and they're currently on Friday the 13th, but it really just kind of tugged at my, my sort of like nostalgia strings. And then I was like looking on my dashboard the other day and I was like, Oh, you know what? I haven't played this in a while. Let me boot it up. And I booted it up, got into some matches, and I played. And it is a lot, a lot of fucking fun. It's basically Dead by Daylight, but the... uh, So you have, like, I think it's, like, you can have up to eight survivors versus one Jason. And the thing about this one, though, is that there are multiple win states for the survivors as opposed to Dead by Daylight, where there's really only one. And so what you can do is you can uh, call the police and the police will come within us. I think it's like a five minute window. Once they're there, you can exit through there. You can repair uh, cars. Like you can give them batteries, gas, and a key to like make them run, obviously, and then go out that way. You can actually repair a boat and go out through the water or in a very hard to do, but, uh, is possible way you can actually kill Jason. So the thing is, is the gameplay is relatively similar, uh, to dead by daylight. You go around, you try to, like find things like in dead by daylight, it's generators obviously. Um, but, uh, you're basically trying to get to an end game state where you can exit the map and not die from Jason. Uh, Jason also has a sort of terror radius where the music, the, the thing about this game is that's different about dead by daylight. As far as the terror radius is concerned is it's, music and the music will get a little bit more animated and a little bit more, uh, it'll, it'll definitely get louder also, but like most of the time it's very, uh, just sort of main theme of Friday the 13th, just sort of like the kick, 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 ma, ma, ma sort of thing Mm -hmm. or, or like the strings. But then when Jason's around, like there'll be like little like uh like little string flourishes and like um like uh like you can hear like a harp like like trickling. Uh, that's the best word I can think of. And um like it is very intense. Like it it can oh it can get very intense. But uh yeah, it's a lot of fun. The deaths are fucking brutal, as you would expect from a Friday the thirteenth, like anything. Like I the other day God, how did I die? It like I'm pretty sure 
he picked me up and just bear hugged me to death. But like when he bear hugged me to to death, like blood started pouring out of like my skull and shit. Uh, yeah, shit's really brutal. Um, I think I just really like these games or these types of games. The, the asymmetrical multiplayer games. I think I'm, I'm just really like those. But, uh, if you're a friend of, of the, uh, of the franchise, I, I would, I would definitely give it a shot because we have some news about it later. Hell yeah. I tried to play it when it was free with, uh, I think Xbox gold gave it for free not too long ago. Yes. I'm sure the game is fun if played with competent people. Hmm. Because I don't know if every match I got into, everybody just fucking sucked, but I just got shat on the whole fucking time. So that was like my only experience playing. I do want to play more of it, though, if I can play with someone who actually knows what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. But when do you play it? I've never played played it. Yeah. I think it's a hell of a lot of fun, but I also have like a love for the series. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm sure that probably plays a little bit into it. Yeah, just nostalgia factor, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. I'll try it out again. Maybe I'll like it. Yeah. So. Uh, how about you tell us about Final Fantasy VII? All right. So I dive pretty hardcore into Final Fantasy VII. Um, what day is today? Today's Tuesday. Today is Tuesday. Yeah. So, You're talking about remake specifically, correct? Yes. Oh. Yeah, the remake specifically. Um. I do have the original on my Xbox because uh, it's on fucking Game Pass. Um, and I'm going to give that one a playthrough again just because I haven't played it since I was like maybe seven or eight. But um, I really enjoy it. I think the game is beautiful, um, like aesthetically. Aesthetically and environment-wise, I think the game is beautiful. Um, I think some of the character models could look better than they do. Like you can you can definitely tell which characters they focus on over others. Like um I can't remember any other names, but the 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 four characters that you start out with like the first part of the game like I guess the tutorial section where it teaches you how to play and all that shit. I feel like Cloud was Cloud was really like detailed and then Homeboy, whose name I can't bother to fucking remember with the Gatling gun for a fucking arm. He was incredibly <laughs> detailed, but I felt like the other three characters just looked kind of off compared to them, if that makes sense. Like, I felt like they weren't as highly detailed. Um, and it's the same thing with the brown haired chick and Sephiroth. Like, they're they're also really well detailed, but it's just all brown haired girl. God damn it. I don't remember names very well, bro. Especially, yeah. Okay, there we go. Okay, uh, give me a I favor and remember her name going forward. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> also, we should call her by her Christian name, Eris. Eris. Yeah. Um, fuck that. That bad translation bullshit. In America, she is Eris. God damn it! But, <laughs> so with Eris. Eris. <laughs> how far are you into the game? I am probably two, two and a half hours in. Oh. Yeah, I've had one solid play session where I played probably two and a half hours, and I, I, I've i been way too busy the past couple of days to 
play it some more, mostly because I've been playing Spider-Man. But I know, I know, I know what fucking happens. I know. How did you spoil it for yourself? Because the game's been out since April, and I'm on Reddit every day. Of oh, course I, I thought you were talking spoiled. about fucking, like, 1997. I was like, well, yeah, it's fucking 13 years old. Also that, <laughs> I'm imagining that also happens in the remake. Oh, that's the worst. That's like the, that's like, that's probably top three most crucial gaming moments of all time. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's up there, but he's like, I said it and then I regret Wait, it. Wait, hang on just a second. What did you just say? Did you, did you just say it happens in remake also? Who? Does who it you, not? Do I don't think? know. Well, I, I was asking Austin because I feel like I heard him just say, yeah, well, I mean, it happens in remake also. No, I did not say that. Okay, I maybe it was the, I don't know because it doesn't happen in this part. No, yeah, because this is just Midcar, and as we all remember, spoilers for Final Fantasy fucking seven is thirteen years. Get over yourself. <laughs> she dies at the end of disc one, way outside of Midgar at the city of the ancients. Yeah, thirteen years. Uh, that game's older than thirteen years. Twenty three years. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Yeah, twenty three. Fucking goofball. Um, anyway, that's like, that's devastating, dude. I wanted you to discover that like firsthand. Now you might as well not even play the game anymore. Just fucking throw it aside. You've only yeah, put two quit. hours into it. <laughs> he said, yeah, you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. Um, I do have one serious problem with that game. One huge fucking problem. With the remake, right? Yes. With the remake. Okay. The fucking dialogue is not good. It's. Especially the dude with the Gatling gun for an arm. I hate what listening to him. What do you have against talk. Barrett? I hate listening to him talk. Nothing he says is coherent at all. Also, just, you know, flashback to when we couldn't think of a single, like, black character that was awesome. I don't know how I didn't remember Barrett. Or did you remember Barrett? Because I don't remember. Uh, I feel so like Josh I might didn't have even, said something about him. I don't think that he ever crossed my mind because Barrett... While definitely a big part of that story is he's not like inconsequential. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, like to me, it's like when I think about Final Fantasy VII in terms of characters, I immediately go Cloud, Aerith, Sephiroth. Yeah. Yeah. Tifa's there because she's got big titties, and everybody's like, "Oh, big titties!" But like, oh man, the longer scene of her. God, Christ. (laughs) <laughs> but but even that, like Tifa isn't on my mind when I think about Final Fantasy VII. I think Cloud, Aerith, uh, Sephiroth. Like those are the ones. I understand. So, yeah, that's fair. So okay, but anyway, you're wrong about Barrett. Yeah. Well, did some the thing is is that some of the dialogue is lifted straight out of the original game, and it just does not fucking it doesn't belong work in 2020. in 2020 no like it it just doesn't and don't get me wrong i appreciate that they did that like i appreciate the direct lift but you could have fucking modernized it jesus christ dude like it it almost feels like when they're talking to each other oh dude i'm i know i'm going to piss somebody off when i fucking say oh, this god it goes back to the biggest problem I have with Star Wars Episode 3. The fight scene between Obi-Wan and Kenobi. You were the chosen one! (laughs) Specifically before they even start fighting, when they're just yelling at each other. 
Nothing they said to each other was a response to what the previous person had already said. It was incoherent and it did not make any fucking sense. I loved you, Anakin. Because, <laughs> oh, fuck, what does he say? He says, there's one line in specific where where Obi-Wan says something and Anakin's like, Ugh, being fucking angsty fucking teen. He's like, if you're not with me, then you're my enemy. Suffered emotional trauma at the, shut the fuck up. We're moving so, forward. I swear so to God, shut the fuck up. Shut up. I'm not getting into a Star Wars conversation right so now. So you're telling me oh you're telling me I'm not telling what they shit. just went through. I've been playing another no, no, hold on. We're talking about this. Fuck it. We're doing No, we're this. not because I have to go to bed. I'm not fucking doing this. You're wrong on so many fucking levels. I swear to Christ. Oh, well. Trauma does not account for incoherent dialogue. Listen, no. All I'm going to oh. say is that episode three is definitely the best of the prequel trilogy. Oh, absolutely. I'm not knocking episode three at all. Oh, my God. I can't. Um, oh, my God. Okay. But, so... That's, anyway, yeah, that's my that's my biggest issue with Final Fantasy VII so far is just the incoherent as fuck dialogue. Uh, you know who wrote it and directed it? Your boy, Tetsuya Nomura. Mm-hmm. So makes perfect sense. Oh god. Anyway, let's get to our last game. Let's talk about. I, I, I can. I, I can calm down. Feel Dylan raging right now. <laughs> my blood pressure is so high. Like when I'm doing my shadow boxing <laughs> tomorrow, I'm putting you in front of my fists. Um, Why? I don't. Oh my God. I because like you're just out. wrong. It's okay. How? Uh, how is? God damn it. Anyway, have, Hades is a great game. Is a great game. It's and beyond a great game. It's all right. I, I'm going to just basically let you pontificate on it. Dylan, I've used that word twice this podcast. Nice. I don't even know what it means. Uh, oh, my uh, God. Egregiously out of your ass. Oh, okay. <sighs> Thank you for clearing well, that up, Dylan. Josh wasn't going to. Well, um, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Would you prefer the word expound? No, I don't know what that one means either. Oh, God uh, damn it. What? Anyway, I talked about it at length the last couple of episodes. So that's a better what? way of saying oh. it. Okay. I thought you were okay. Okay. Never mind. I'm caught up. So what you would all, all I'm going to say is that uh, I still have not beat Hades for the first time, <laughs> but I love this fucking game. So that's all I'm going to say. Cool. Take it away, Dylan. No, it's not all you're going to say because we need to have some talks. Since you're the only other one person that's played it, even though it went on sale, um, it's Listen, a fantastic. Oh, same. Still bought it. It's a fantastic game. <laughs> I wanted to eat. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, see, I sacrificed a lot of that. That's another thing I'm doing. Uh, intermittent fasting, by the way. Like I generally stop eating at 6 p.m. and I don't eat again until like uh, 2 p.m. the next day. Oh, I um, would kill myself. Uh, it's pretty fucking shitty. I just caffeine my way through it. Uh, I basically want to kill myself, but anyway. Yeah, Josh makes multiple suicidal jokes throughout the day. It's pretty great. Yeah, it's because I want to kill myself. But anyway. Um, Holy shit. It's fine. Don't even look at the results. Um, so I, I already I, I, holy I, fuck. Stop. 
I jumped into Hades knowing full and well what it was. I've been watching it for a very long time, and I knew when it hit 1.0, I would pick up the game when it went on sale. Uh, like Mr. Steven said, I'm broke. <laughs> and I'm not broke. I just I knew that I wanted to buy it when it was on sale to save a little bit of money. And it's very much worth the price tag I paid for it. Um, it is a roguelike. It is a roguelike for people that don't like roguelikes. I actually just recorded a video on this. Um, I haven't posted it yet, but I'm going to say a lot of the same stuff. It is so fucking good. And this is a game that you are going to die. You are set up to die the moment you walk out of the fucking door. Um, and that's okay. Because that's not your punishment in this game. And that's what makes it so much fun. You can die and die and die again. Almost very... Again, there's a theme here with the games that I like. It's very Soulsborne-like. And the fact that you are going to die... And that's okay, because every time you do, you are almost rewarded with another snippet of story. You get to go back into the House of Hades and talk to these select characters that are within the house. And it's always something different every single time you go back in. And you're building relationship, uh, relationships with these people. You're learning a little bit about them and the history and the story while you are out there fighting, you're out there fighting wave after wave of bullshit. And then when you inevitably die, you come back. And that's really where your story takes place. There's not a lot of story going on out in the battling uh, areas outside of like what the the god, the, the Olympian gods are doing for you. Like you get a little bit of snippets from them. But really a lot of your story is coming after you die. And that's such a cool take on a game to me that... I feel like has never been done. I'm not going to say that for sure, but I'm pretty confident in saying that it's never been done. So your whole, I'm not going to say your whole point of the game is to die, but it is. I mean, you're going to go back and learn so much about what to do. You are literally having to die just so you can go back to level up. And every time you level up, you get stronger and you can make it further and you learn from your mistakes. You can choose different weapons and you can find a weapon that fits your playstyle. I was struggling because... I love the sword that you start off with, Zagreus's sword. I love it. It's fucking awesome. But then I was like, let me try the shield. Didn't care for it. What? The shield is my favorite one. Well, here's the thing. I, I didn't care for that. It didn't fit my play style. Oh. So I switched to the bow. And now I'm zipping around. I'm fucking amazing. I made it all the way. Like I was barely making it to the Hydra. And then all of a sudden I switch to the bow and I'm making it to the to the next boss fight beyond that. Um, I did eventually die on them because I lost my little bonus life thing that I had going on. And that's another thing. The abilities that you have are so fucking cool and it's never the same thing twice. You are dying almost incessantly and every time you walk out of that fucking Hades house you are setting up a new build almost. There are going to be things that are reminiscent of your last build, especially if you find stuff that you like. Like I have abilities that I like because I dash a lot. So I have an ability from Ares. Um, the, you know, everyone fucking knows Ares, the god of war. And mm -hmm. like every time I dash, it creates like this spinning blade, like vortex that takes like takes root exactly where I dashed from and it does damage in that area. So if you're fighting a boss like Meg who rushes through where you're like, you are like, I can create this little trap for her that she's going to run right into and just take massive amounts of damage as I'm already like 50 feet away from her turning around and sniping her with my bow. Like there's just, 
infinite possibilities. There's infinite builds. There's so many different things you can do. It's quite honestly one of the best games I've played in the past decade. And it's so fun. You're not mad when you die. You're just like, uh, it's almost, you're, Zagreus is almost echoing what you, you are saying to yourself. It's like, oh, okay, here we go again. It's like, you're just ready to do it again. It's not a big deal. I was a little taken aback that when I made it really far one time, like after Meg, I died, which is the first boss fight. And then I expected to walk back out and then kind of pick up where I left off. No, you start all over. And that mm-hmm. might put a lot of people off, but it's not bad because like, whereas it took me a long time to make it to the Meg the first time, I'm flying through it now. Like I am making it there in a fraction of the time that it took me on my initial run through. And that's the same thing going forward. All of this that I've said on top of, I'll touch on the soundtrack first being fucking phenomenal. Like they did. Oh, it's so good. They did so so good. good. They have, I have not had a soundtrack. Like it pumps me up and it just sounds wonderful in the situations that you're thrown in and even not necessarily the soundtrack but like going through one of the the realms of the underworld i found this npc that's actually singing and it's so beautiful and harmonic and it just completely took me aback because it's in this hellish landscape and i heard her singing and i'm like this can't be good but it, it was good it was fantastic it was just an npc that you could get a little buff from so it was super cool you're talking about uh you're a dc yes uh, yeah yeah, she was. It was a fantastic moment, and the that's another thing you're finding. Like this is a procedurally generated game, and it makes sense because you're in you're in the underworld. Hades is trying to stop you from escaping the underworld, and what better way to do that than make sure that every path you take going forward is never the same as the one that you took in the playthrough before that. So that's what makes this game cool. It's never the same thing twice. You're never the building the same way twice. You're never fighting. I mean, I'm not. You're going to fight the same enemies, but not like not in the same uh, like situations, not in the same order. It's not going to be the same level, like design, anything like that. It's all brand new every single time. It's almost like playing a new game every time you step into it. The thing that is consistent is like the 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 realm of the underworld that you are in is the same. Like you will travel through like level one, level two, level three, and stuff like that. And it's fucking beautiful. It's it the 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 world design is so they they captured it perfectly. And the especially like I'm just gonna throw it out there as a spoiler. If you know anything about like Greek mythology, especially like Hades and ruling over the underworld, there is a plane of existence called Elysium, and it's fucking beautiful. Like you make your yeah. way through this lava brimstone sulfur filled landscape and all of a sudden you beat the boss you beat this fucking hydra and you make it past his little boss room you go into the next world and it opens up and it's lush and vibrant with just greenery all around and it's fucking beautiful and they just it took my breath away and there's very few games that I've, i've ever had that kind of moment and in terms of level design and this is one of them Honest to God, there's no way anyone can play this game and not give it a 10 out of 10 for how good it is. I recommend it to anyone. I've had the most fun out of any game I have played this year so far with it outside of games like Hollow Knight and stuff like that. That doesn't count. Out of the games that have come out thus far in 2020, Hades beats them above and beyond. Yes, I agree Ooh. with everything you said. Um uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've talked about it for what feels like three weeks in a row now. I love it. 
uh, probably front runner for my game of the year right now. Yep. And I, I'm not going to lie, Josh. I mean, in that one podcast we did when you're like, I don't know if cyberpunk's going to be your game of the year or not. I mean, this is the only game that'll come close. I think, I mean, maybe Valhalla, but for, for yeah, cause for, you really do like Viking shit. I do so much. And especially the, like the, like Nordic side of things and Norse mythology. I love that. Mm-hmm. I, that's just, that's my whole thing. And I have that blood in me somewhere. I know I do. Um, so that's, it's just something that I'm really looking forward to as well. We're only a few days away from that. Um, oh, shit. That, yeah, that is next week, isn't it? Yeah. I don't oh, know if I want to get a day one because I got a lot of stuff going on, but regardless, I just, Austin, I know it's not your type of game, but I swear the first chance you get, if it goes on sale again, please get it. You will not regret it. If if it if it goes on sale like to to a reasonable price, um, like for for example, what's the lowest that it's gone on sale so far? Nineteen. Uh, I think maybe when it bucks. I I do think it's twenty. The most recent sale is twenty bucks. I feel like when it first came out, like it first came out, I think I saw it for fifteen. I could be wrong. I mm. could be wrong because it was a day one thing. I don't mm-hmm. know. But outside of that, I think I'll, twenty. I'll, I'll for sure play it when. I mean, it's just the my the rest of my year is fucked. Uh, yeah. So let's just go ahead and knock out this news real quick. Um, boy, do I have a lot about this to say about this. Yeah. Uh, Cyberpunk got delayed to December tenth. It got delayed again. This is like the seventh motherfucking delay. <laughs> uh. So this is big news because people are like fucking losing their minds. It was supposed to release back in, was it March? I don't even remember. April. Okay. April. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then they pushed it back into the summer and then they pushed it back to November and then now it's December. It went from, it went from April to September 18th, which the only reason why I know that specifically is because that's, that's August birthday. Yeah, April 16th and then September 17th, mm-hmm. then November 19th, and now December 10th. Yep. Um, listen, I have no doubt that this game is going to be great. I really don't. I, I think it's going to be at the very, at the very least, it's going to be great. It may not be mind blowing, but uh, it may not be like the greatest game ever made, but at the very least, it is going to be great. Mm hmm. Here is my fucking problem. These motherfuckers, the, sure, they have been, they had at the very least been talking about it since May of 2012. It may have been in, in development for even longer, but the first instance they ever talked about it was May 2012. That is eight years Eight fucking years you've had to work on this game. And, and I know that they've been working on like shit, like they worked on The Witcher, uh, specifically The Witcher 3, which came out in, what, 2015, I think? Mm-hmm. And they probably switched all of their team over to Cyberpunk after they w- finished the DLCs for that. At some point along the way, they for sure knew that new consoles were coming. This game was super ambitious, and they were like, we can't do this. We're going to have to move it to the next gen. Or or at the very least, we're going to have to work on ports for the next gen. Um, 
listen, I don't give a singular fuck what your reasoning is. If your reasoning is fucking, well, we need to play test all the available versions. You should have fucking known that you were going to have to play test all of these versions. You should have fucking known that at the very least, when you decided that you were going to make next gen versions of the game, this is to me, this reeks of poor management. And the fact that these motherfuckers were like, what, two months ago, they were like, yeah, no mandatory crunch. And then they were like, yeah, well, we're going to get mandatory crunch so that we can hit this date. And then they're not even hitting that date? Like, bro, <laughs> something is fucking going on at that studio. And, like, it may be a matter of, like, they're self-publishing it. Like, they don't have a publisher this time. I think uh, mm-hmm. Warner Brothers published The Witcher 3. Um... And uh, I don't remember who published The Witcher 2, but like they don't have someone out there like like saying, hey, this is what's going on, blah, 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 blah. They're doing it themselves and maybe they're figuring it out on the fly. But like back in September or not in September, but when you delayed it to September, you should have taken stock of everything and said, OK, here's. Here is our roadmap. This is what we've got to do. And as it became closer, like when when did they delay it? In June, they delayed it to November. Mm -hmm. In June, they should have known that they weren't going to have enough time. Yeah. They just like, they should have known at that point, they weren't going to have enough time to a complete the game and B to test all the different fucking versions. They should not have delayed it to November. They should have delayed it out of fucking 2020 and just got that shit done. Like, I don't fucking understand how you can be so goddamn incompetent to fucking like, I like, I just don't get it. You're a big boy developer. Now you have a lot of expectations. I get it. Uh, but you've made games before. I think you're being like, really harsh on this. I don't think I am at all. Like, I like, Tell tell me why you think I am. So, yeah, yes, you're right. They they knew they were doing all this shit. They very specifically knew they were going to have these fucking challenges, and they, you know, maybe they could have prepared better. However, I personally, I am not mad at anything getting delayed in fucking 2020. No, no, no. The the thing is, I'm not. I'm not mad about the. No, no, no. The game. I don't give a fuck that they played the game. I really don't. What I am mad about is that these stupid motherfuckers have delayed the game four fucking times and mm-hmm. now their excuse is, oh yeah, well we just, it's its a lot for us. We have to play test it. You've known this. You are a game development company. You have known that you're going to have to test it and you should have known when you decided to port it to the next gen or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, you should have known you were going to have to test it across multiple generations of consoles. Like, this is not a fucking excuse. My, just my thing is, there. if I'm correct about the number, in, in total, there's nine platforms this game is coming to. Um, I don't know. I, I'm speaking for me personally. 
I don't know what's going on behind closed doors in that studio because they're number one, they're, they're working from home. They've been working from home since fucking April. They obviously are not going to have the resources that they normally would have working all together in, in one studio or under one roof. They're not going to have yeah, those yeah. resources. Yeah. Um, and fuck, dude, nine platforms, that's a fucking lot, especially when one of those platforms is as buggy and glitchy as fucking Stadia. So I don't if, – if they're trying to have all these platforms release on the exact same day, I mean, I don't I, – I can see something something as, again, as buggy and fucking glitchy as Stadia is presenting problems that they have to tackle. Yeah, well, here's the thing, though. According to what they have put out, the full next gen versions won't release until 2021. Yeah. On on top of that, like I know that like like I agree with you, you don't have the same resources that you you have when you're all working together under the same building blah 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 blah. I get it. Working from home is difficult. You have been working on it from home since April. Mhm. Like this is not an excuse, man. Like I like I to I just like I don't get how like I I think people are making a lot of like really really un unnecessary like um excuses for them because they want this game to succeed and the things I want this game to succeed too but like this to me says you don't have a studio head or, or management who is like on the fucking ball with this shit because they should have had the foresight to know, well, we're not working from home. It, mm. or we're all working from home. There's a pandemic. We're going to have to test this across. Like, like you said, nine different versions. Like let's just not put this out until next year. Yeah. I don't understand how you like got to this far because the game is, was originally supposed to release in 16 days from now. Mm-hmm. They just said it was getting released or uh, delayed into December a week ago. Yeah. You're like, you're telling me that you're just now realizing this. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Like, I just feel like that's such a bullshit excuse. My, my biggest thing about it is kind of like what I already said. Like, we don't necessarily, like, we don't know what, is going on behind closed doors with that studio that they're not telling us. And at least with what's going on this year, it's 100% fucking possible that, that some lead designer or some lead developer at some position in the company is either uh, COVID is a very serious possibility in my brain that I either a lead designer got it or a family member got it that he has to take care of. And I would imagine if it's somebody, again, this is for me. I don't know shit about game development. I don't know a goddamn thing about it. I don't know anything about coding or sourcing. I don't know shit about that. So I, I could just be talking out of my ass and be trying to defend a game that I just really want, want to fucking play. Um, but there's always the, there's always the possibility that either a lead designer came down with came down with a virus or is taking care of somebody who is dealing with the virus. And I can see if they're high enough in the company, again, with me having no knowledge, I could imagine how that would perform some, how that would present some sort of setback in development, especially when you're developing on nine fucking platforms all at the same time. 
Yeah. So that that's kind of my thing. That's like I I was upset about it at first. Like when Dylan sent us that yet uh, last week, I was like, oh fuck! Like I just finished paying for that game. Like I was really fucking excited. But at this point, I'm just kind of like, I'll play it day one when it comes out. You know. Yeah. When it's there, it's there, and I'm gonna play it, and I'm gonna fucking enjoy it because I I was not. I'm not really a big CD Projekt Red fan. Uh, I haven't finished The Witcher 3. I'm, I played maybe three or four hours of it just because I've been trying to play everything fucking else under the sun that's come out this year. And I've been really enjoying it, and it kind of got me hyped for... I, I can see the masterpiece that is The Witcher 3 and what CD Projekt Red was able to do. Um, I can 100% see how that game is the highest awarded video game of all time. So I can definitely understand any setback they want to make with this fucking game. I can understand any delay that they want to that they want to make. So I'm just kind of the point where when it comes out, I'll play at midnight on release. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I, I really don't want it to come across like I'm I'm not excited about this game. I think it's going to be shit, blah, 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 I, because I think it's going to be good. I am really excited to play it i just i don't like for for me like and i i i think you make a pretty salient point in saying that like we don't know what's going on so maybe like there are a bunch of people who caught covid Mm -hmm. and and shit like that so so maybe that's right but 343 when they saw that they got fan backlash or whatever they said you know what this game isn't coming out. Like we're not going to push it back to December. We're not even going to push it back into early next year and give you like like a a March release, yeah. or whatever. We're just going to delay it. You'll know when you know. Three four three is I, also kind of going through their own shit at the same I, time. I, too. Yeah, yeah. Didn't they also know, just lose another like big developer like a couple weeks ago? Uh, no. Te- technically, no. So the pe- the person that they're losing, uh, his position was taken over by the guy who was returning from Bungie, uh, Jason. Oh, okay. So yeah, get the uh, fuck out of here then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's really not new. Okay, okay. Um, I wasn't but, I wasn't sure. Yeah. So the but but my point is just like three four three. Even with all of their issues, like I'm not I'm not dismissing any of that stuff. But they they had the foresight to say, well we don't know when we're going to have this thing. Mm -hmm. COVID is, is, is fucking making this really hard environment to work in. We're going to tell you when it's ready. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like these motherfuckers over at CD project red were like, Oh yeah, no, we'll for sure have it done in September. Well, actually we're for sure going to have it done in November. But, and then like, Another thing, too, that you have to that I feel like you should take into consideration, um, not you specifically, but just fucking in general, like I'm not specifically trying to target your your opinions on this. Um, did they not did, didn't like the 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 head of development receive like crazy fucking death threats not too long ago? Yeah, probably, and it was probably something along the lines of like, "You better release this game," which is like, <coughs> "Come on, guy!" Like, I, I can, I can see, yourself. I can see them trying to be, I can see them trying to be as optimistic as possible and making these promises just to avoid that kind of backlash. I, I can understand that. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, I don't know. By the way, I, w- I wanted to like just 
state for the record. Like it may have came across that I was saying, come on to the people who are getting death threats. No, I mean like if you were sending death threats because you want a game to come out, you're a fucking idiot. You're a fucking idiot. It's Uh, it's the same thing as the, as the people who sent death threats to the fucking developers of no man's sky. Yeah. The game was shit, but like it's a fucking video game, bro. There's way more important things that you should be sending death threats over than a goddamn video game. Like that, that shit blows my fucking mind that there's actually people out there that are like, I'm not getting what I want. So I'm going to tell these people they should fucking die. No, bro. Fuck you. Grow up. Yeah. What are you fucking 12 and your diet consists of Mountain Dew, Code Red, and Nacho Cheese Doritos? Go fuck yourself. Why did you just describe me? (laughs) Um, Dylan, do you have anything to say? I feel like Dylan. I, I, I know I've been like screaming over here, but. I've been looking forward to the game for seven years. Dylan's like, I'm not going to lie. I fell asleep while you guys were talking about it. It's, (laughs) it sucks because this is something, like I said, seven years of my life. I've been waiting for this and I've been hyping it up. Um, I took time off of work for this. I was really ready to go. It's the only time I've ever taken time off of work for a video game. I've never done that. Um, I did it. And when the decision, when the decision came out, it kind of hurt. I'm not going to lie. And that's not even this decision. It's all of them up until this point. Um, it was always just another setback. It was always just another hope, another dream. You know, it, it just it just kept getting pushed further and further back. So it kind of sucked. But I can't imagine what it's like working for that development team right now, coming off of The Witcher 3, coming off of the most awarded game of all time Mm -hmm. coming off of one of the biggest cinematic masterpieces in video game history. Um, it's, it's, uh, they have a lot of weight on their shoulders right now. And as much as I want to be disappointed in the project head and maybe it is being mismanaged, I truly don't know. And I never will know. All I do know is that I'm still a fan and I'm still waiting and whether it's December 10th, 2020 or December 10th, 2021, I still want to play the game. And as far back as they have to push it to ensure that we get the perfect game on launch that they are claiming that we are going to have, I will wait. And until then, I will hold my breath. All right. Well, uh, the next thing... This is a little sad for me. Friday the 13th is losing their dedicated servers and getting the last patch. Um, In a uh, post in their forums, uh, the lead community developer uh, put out there, uh, well, I'll just read the whole thing. Um, It says, all things must come to an end eventually. And while that statement might sound ominous, there's a lot to cover and a lot of news to highlight. So please read on. Dedicated servers for Friday the 13th, the game will be decommissioned in the upcoming patch set to roll out this month, November 2020. What this means is that the game will revert back to peer-to-peer matchmaking for quick play lobbies. The database servers, however, will stay active and continue to house all player progression and unlocks so users can continue to play Friday the 13th, the game via peer-to-peer quick play and private matches. The match 
or the patch, sorry, that will go live in November will also be the final patch for Friday the 13th, the game. The team has been hard at work completing fixes for a long list of player issues to include in that final patch, and the community can expect finalized patch notes to be released in the week prior to the patch going live. The official forums will be archived in a locked state so that people or players can still reference the information that lives on the various boards. As for the online presence of the game and official channels, we will be switching to a more minimal approach, keeping our social media channels active for any necessary announcements only. The game will continue to be available for sale and such as such will continue to receive the full support of jasonkillsbugs.com as a resource for troubleshooting. Please do continue to use the support site for any assistance needed. As for the double XP, CP, and tape drop rates that we set in the start of the pandemic, the team will opt to leave this active indefinitely. The team at Gun wants to thank each and every player and the fans or, and fans that has made Friday the 13th the game what it is today. We know this news is hard to hear despite being inevitable. We appreciate each and every one of you. Stay tuned on what is next for Gun by following uh, along on the official Gun Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, so this is a little bit sad because, um, I do genuinely enjoy this game. Uh, but as he pointed out, rightfully so it is inevitable for all, uh, games, uh, eventually if they don't continue to have like a strong player base, but it, this one is especially, um, uh, is especially hard to swallow because I think the game had a very strong player base for a very long time until they announced that they weren't putting out any additional DLC. And the reason that they weren't doing that is because of the lawsuit between Victor Miller and, uh, like the people who, um, were basically the rights holders. And, uh, yeah, like that really fucked them and really kind of hamstrung them. And, man like it just sucks so uh so i don't have you. much more to say about it but with this coming uh impending i'm not going to say stoppage of the game but let's just say support will cease in a sense yeah do you see jason Voorhees coming to dead by daylight uh no at least not until they get the um the legal dispute currently worked over because that's actually the reason that no new Friday the 13th have been made since 2009. So like, and there were like people were trying to make, have been trying to make movies since then. So, um, I don't know. Uh, we will, uh, we'll see. Maybe we shall see. Yeah, so uh, last bit of news before we get out of here. Pokemon Go hits $1 billion in 2020 and $4 billion lifetime. Um, I suppose this is a you thing, Dylan, that you put this in here? Uh, Yeah, I did. Um, I put it in here because I just recently, I'm not just recently, I mean, I've always kind of dabbled, but just recently started playing more again. Um, Uh Just kind of back to being active how I was. A while ago, we just went on on Halloween. We went to the square and played for a little bit. Took the dog out walking and was just playing, having a good time. And there were still out, uh, still people out there playing along with us. I mean, we did a couple of raids. I mean, it was just the community is still booming at a, at a game that I really didn't know how long it had in it. Um, 
it's still going strong. And not only is it going strong, but it has made $1 billion this year. That is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It is astronomical, but it goes to show that that Pokemon brand will always rake in the cash. Mm -hmm. And I, like I said, I, I have been playing it and it's just as fun as it's ever been. Uh, I actually have more fun playing now than I did before. Like I, I enjoyed when I had many, many people to play with back on the initial release back in 2016 and floating into 2017, there were just a massive amount of uh, players out everywhere. Um, and I do see a lot fewer people out playing now, but there's still some trickling around. Um, it's not a ghost town, but it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And they're continuing to put out updates and community events and just different things like we're up to the fifth generation of Pokemon are now out. Some new Pokemon from the Gala region will make their appearance from time to time. Like we just had Sir Fetched and then the 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 Gala version of Ponyta come out uh, during the whole uh, Crown Tundra DLC. So they're continuing to support it. And by doing so, they're just on track to continue to make money with this. And it's super cool. Because, like I said, I thought the game would dissipate into essentially nothingness by now, but it's still booming. And we've still got Pokemon fans all around the world, and especially near us, the three of us. I mean, we still got people going crazy on it, so it's a lot of fun. And it's a good way to get out and enjoy some exercise. And you don't have to go into the nature Austin Stevens to enjoy walking around. You can, uh, can just go down to the Lawrenceville Square and do some raids and stuff and have fun. Yeah. I I haven't been playing it as much this year. At, oh, fuck, I don't think anybody's been playing it as much this year as they have been. Um, <clears throat> That's another thing, and I'll just throw that out quickly. They did add support for like people yeah, to they did. further away and be able to play from home. They gave us remote raid passes, which you can use. So long as you can see a raid, you can join it if you have a remote raid pass. So that was really cool of them. Or you could just spoof like a normal person. Or use the remote rate pass. <laughs> Honestly, like last all last year, that's what I did. I just spoofed my location and just had yeah. the fucking joystick on it. That way I didn't have to because like I I don't know. I, I, I want to play it like a lot. Um, but I I just I work so much that it's yeah. just it's not really feasible for me to play like be super into a game like that. And it you, sucks because I like I completed, I completed all of the Kanto decks, and I completed all of the Johto decks, and I have like m- probably ninety five percent of the Hoenn decks, and that's about as far as I've gotten. Right. Um, I have a handful of Gen four and Gen five stuff, but I just, I'm, when you work in a place like me and you work the kind of hours that I do, it makes it makes being into something like that really fucking. And difficult. you have an actual family with kids and Correct. wife. So. You have a busy life, and I poke fun, but I do know you're living a you live in a troubled time over there. So I get it. Yeah, but for everyone else that is living for normal twenty three year olds, yeah, I mean you can get out and still go play and add to that billion dollars if you want to. I've not spent money on it this year. Thank Christ, added that statistic. But I, I don't mean, think I have either. Cash. Yeah, no, I have spent money on it before, but not this. Oh, year. dude, when that when Pokemon Go first came out, I want to say the first two months that game was out, I easily spent two, three hundred dollars. Easily. Fuck my ass. That's a lot of money. Easily. Dude, <laughs> ask me how much money I've spent on Halo 5. Nope, I'm not going to. Halo 5. All right, let's go. I don't yep. want to. Gold pack. Yeah. Oh, shit. All right. Well, 
easily in the easily four or five hundred. Easy. Lord. Okay. Let's get our picks of the week in so we can get out of here. Yeah, thank God. Uh, I'll start us off. My pick of the week is Blink 182 seminal album, Enema of the State. Uh, honestly, this is one of the albums that kind of shaped my listening habits when I was growing up. I remember pretty distinctly hearing um, Aliens Exist in my like seventh grade, I think might've been sixth grade, uh, technology class. And, uh, I fucking loved that song. And then it was like a week later that my, uh, my dad who was working at the outlet mall at the time had brought me home. Oh, actually he, he thought it was actually funnily enough. He thought it was like a Britney Spears type record because there was a woman on the cover. Um, I was like, nope, that's that's not what that is. So he had initially tried to give it to my sister, and I was like, no, that's like, I want that, and I listened to it constantly. Uh, it's California pop punk at its best, I think. It's really great album, and I highly recommend it. Boom. Uh, Austin, it just Boom. says anime. <laughs> Yeah, because I never put one, and one of you pieces of shit wrote that shit in for me. Um, oh, that must have been Dylan. Absolutely <laughs> was. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say the new My Hero movie. If you like anime, go watch it. You don't even have to have watched My Hero uh, to have an understanding of the movie. I it's a completely right. self-contained story. Well, that's because I just couldn't think of anything. <laughs> it's not that you were right. I was just rolling off of your suggestion. Okay, so I was right. <laughs> but uh yeah go go check out fucking what's it called uh my hero academia uh, uh fuck uh, heroes rising i'm pretty sure it's what it is it's cool it's like five dollars to rent on everything if you're like me and you just rent the same movie over and over when you realize you could have just spent the 15 dollars and bought it you know fucking 30 purchases ago but yeah here we are here we are dylan what is lee xp hurry up <laughs> Uh, so last week I chose a Twitch streamer. This week I'm going to choose a Twitch streamer because they're fucking awesome and they're putting a lot of time and uh, just their lives into creating their content. So Lee XP, she is a streamer who has, she's a variety streamer, but she was recently doing Bloodborne. Um, she did a full run as her first playthrough. She fucking killed it. The hardest boss in the game, I would say, Orphan of Cost. Um, every other boss, boss, she was killing it. Like, I mean... There was only one boss that had over like a hundred deaths on there. Um, everything else was like 50 or below, which I know is a lot, but at the same time, it's bloodborne. There's a learning curve. She got the orphan of costs and it took her 265 deaths to beat it. But it's literally the hardest boss in the game. Mm. She spent like a week trying to do it on stream, but everyone was there. I mean, she had a couple hundred viewers and yeah, <laughs> but I mean, and she's always entertaining. And not only that, but like she is a fantastic artist as well. She's actually done a lot. Josh, she loves Final Fantasy. She does Final Fantasy playthroughs. Um, she does nice. Final Fantasy art. And I mean, her art is immaculate. It is beautiful. Um, she creates like those little Twitch banners and like icons and emotes for people too. Like she has a commission page and everything like that. Super cool. 
Um, but that's my pick of the week. That's I've been watching a lot of her and the other guy that I mentioned, but um, just fantastic streamer. Love her. Lee XP. L-E-I-G-H-X-P. Awesome. Well, uh, that's it for us. Um, I want to say real quick, um, I mean, I really hope that everything goes okay with everything tomorrow or at least tonight. And that if you are having any sort of duress or what have you that over the election that, you know, maybe, maybe things go your way. And if they don't, I, I'm truly and genuinely sorry. Um, I hope everything, I, I just hope I have well wishes for everyone. Uh, yeah. So we'll honestly, we'll see how it goes. That, and that's what the whole thing boils down to. Honestly, it's just, it's not even necessarily who wins for me at this point. I just, I want everyone to be okay. Yeah. We, we are at such a, such a division in this country that, I never thought growing up that I would see in my lifetime. Yeah. Honestly, like I never thought, I never thought that America of all fucking countries in the world, not saying we're the greatest country on the planet. Cause we absolutely are not look at fucking Europe. All those countries are just fantastic. Um, I mean, well, there's exceptions there. Germany's not doing so hot, but, um, I don't know. I would argue that a lot of them are doing hot, but, yeah, there there are some here and there, like fucking uh, what? God damn, there's one country in specific that I'm thinking of, and I can't remember the name, but they're just doing fantastic over there and whatever they got going on. But um, and that's super fucking vague. But I, regardless of how this election turns out, I just want, I want to feel like a country again, if that makes sense. Like I want to. I want to f- I want to feel like we're America again. I don't want to feel like oh you're either a democrat or you're either a republican and mm. if you're not what I am I fucking hate you. Like I don't want that anymore. And I know it's so easier said than done when it seems like both sides are just getting more radical and radical and radical over time. Um mm-hmm. and when it comes to political value when it comes to political beliefs I don't necessarily care what yours are as long as they don't impede on the basic human rights of another person. Yes. If that makes sense. Like we can disagree about anything, but when it comes down to, to basic human rights, then that that's not a disagreement. You're just a fucking asshole. So, Hmm. and that's all I'm going to say on that. I just want, I just want us as a country to do better than what we've been doing. And honestly, this goes before Trump. It's probably been easily the last six, eight years that we've been like this. Oh, pff, fucking longer than that. This shit's been going on. Like the whole like divisiveness thing has been going on since like fucking before Reagan, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but I, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. I, again, I hope everyone's okay. That's really my big thing. Yep. Um, with all of that said, <laughs> that, that, that really sad note, um, you can find all of us on social media, you know, all things culture, Bob hunting pixels and the culture, Bob family of content. Uh, hunting pixels is on Twitter at pixels hunting. 
and on Instagram at hunting underscores pixels CB. I am on Twitter at at the bebop man 182 and on Instagram at bebop man 182. Uh, Dylan is on Twitter at OM Dizzy and on Instagram at OM Dizzy. And Austin is on Twitter at Big Papa Plays. He finally changed it from his really god awful name. Uh, and on Instagram at Big Papa Stevens underscore. Uh, you can find both of them on YouTube. Um, Austin, your channel is Big Papa Plays, correct? Correct. And Dylan, is yours just OM Dizzy? Uh, it is just OM Dizzy, yes. I feel like you ask that question every episode. Yeah, well, because his uh, the Instagram handle for the mm. YouTube stuff is OM Dizzy TV, so I just wanted to make sure. But um, yeah, go check them out. Uh, Austin's got a nice little Digimon Let's Play up, and Dylan is still pumping out that that content for Pokemon. So go check those things out and uh, look forward to videos that I will be putting out soon. Hell yeah. Yep. That's it. Everyone enjoy your nights. Uh, Or day again, whenever you're listening to this. Yeah. Hope everything is uh, good and we will catch you on the next episode. Goodbye.